Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mildly Heroic, the Pathfinder RPG podcast. Where were we? Didn't we? Come, we didn't all convene to talk about days of the week. We're here to play Pathfinder. What? I came here for the days of the week discussion. And that's oh, it. Well, I wanted three hours can... talking about the days of the week. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Oh, I don't know if I was I playing Van Real, I would definitely tell you. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, um, is does anyone want to give us a recap of what happened in our last session last no. week? I also am good. <laughs> I don't mind. Take so... I'm not going to do it in character, but we <laughs> arrived at the uh, at the port. I, I will be speaking in character this session. I'm just not going to do the recap in character. Um, so we arrived at the port. Uh, we met the sheriff after having a bit of a run-in with the uh, a local drunkard who has been down on his luck. Uh, after exploring the town a little bit, we, uh, we were approached by the sheriff and asked if we would check on a fort. Uh, whose name still escapes me. This is like the fifth time you guys have told me, and I still cannot remember. Is Fort, Fort break, Breakthrough? Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Fort Breakthrough. So we agreed to head to Fort Breakthrough, and then subsequently went and picked up many uh, side quests, if you will, from the local town inhabitants uh, that were on this way. Uh, so when we got there, though, the gates of the fort had been busted down, as you can see on stream. Uh, but the wooden gates had been busted down, and there were three tiny reptiles, which I don't believe we identified. I don't think. I don't believe that you did. No. Um, so did we didn't identify. Did you have nature on it? I think so. I think they're like the ch chihuahua of dinosaurs. That is what they look like. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody's seen Jurassic World 3, uh, that's what we're dealing with. You know, the little the girl on the, the beast. Yeah, yeah, the little compies that come up and they're chomping at her. Yep, that's what we're dealing with. Um, so anyway, we dispatched the uh, the three small dinosaurs inside the fort. Uh, we began to look around. We discovered an armory. Uh, we discovered a what seemed to be a barracks that also has a uh, ladder leading up that we have not explored. Uh, we did find that uh, heads were removed. Is that correct? Am I remember that correctly? So, yeah. Yes, that some heads were removed from the bodies of, of some of the uh, inhabitants of the fort. And we found a green hand, if I recall, uh, of some fashion. Uh, where we left off, we were getting ready to try and explore this this other room that we had not uh, we had not gone into yet. Um, but as we approached the room, a uh, crossbow bolt was released at our party. I believe it was shot at uh, Aluna. I believe. Yes. So that and is where we left off. Yes. And hopefully you guys can hear me okay, B. Nope. I'm getting nothing. Cut out there. Yep. Because I wackadoodle, so... <laughs> I heard like, weird wackadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> she cuts out and cuts back in with weird wackadoodle. <laughs> I... 
think Tuesday's maybe not her favorite day now. Yeah, right? <laughs> Mondays no. don't look so bad. She's, <laughs> she's historically had issues with audio and Discord. Mm. But just her. Yeah, I have no idea. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you yeah. whack-a-doodle. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, I, I am trying to be patient. I... I'm trying to be patient. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be absolutely fine. Yep, it's gonna be fine. Alright, sorry. Let me get Sirenscape going again, because that crapped out on me. Oh, I still hear it. I hear the rain. We're requiring all kinds of patience today. It's fine. It's kind of like a mysterious... (gasps) We could commission... We could commission Andrew to do a version of the rains down in Africa, but the rains down in Sovngrad. Sargada. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, I can't even remember the name of the fort. You think I remember the Sovngrad. name of the guard? The country I, I, that I we're think... in? Isn't Sovngrad from, like... It's like a Norse mythology. Yeah. Oh. I was playing Valheim last night, so that might be part of it. I don't know. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I was in a Viking mood. I don't know. Alright, I think I'm back in business. Okay, so yes. So anyway, where you guys, what you guys were saying is um, the arrow came and hit Aluna, didn't do very much damage, but then something shouted out in a language that only Krimit was able to understand. And I had whispered to Krimit last week what said creature said to him. And that is where we can pick up. So Essentially, um, you guys are looking around. You don't super have a great idea of what's going on, but um, Kermit, you did hear that voice yell out. And I don't know if you remember what I wrote. Oh, I can sorry. see it in the chat. Okay, real quick. I forgot. There were a couple of clarifications that I was going to make at the beginning of this session. First off, the stone hall in Pride and Hearth <laughs> is actually an inn and tavern. <laughs> So, my mental image of that place was not what it actually is. <laughs> I was thinking it was like one of those long houses where it's like a meeting place, or like a town hall. No, it's actually an inn. So, it makes sense that you guys would be staying there because that's where visitors would stay. Uh, second point of clarification uh, on the bodies, when you were looking at the bodies, uh, one of them had a holy symbol on it and. I think Aluna had rolled a knowledge religion on it and didn't roll high enough to know what it was. But Abner, upon seeing this, would be very familiar with it. And it was actually a, a symbol of Abadar. So, that was something that I actually forgot to mention last week. And as soon as we went off stream, I was like, oh no, I forgot the symbol of Abadar. But just point of clarification. So, you guys. Do know that one of those bodies will say is this the one. is that the the bank person's assistant? Ooh. You get the sense that it could very well be. Okay. Yep. Clearly, I take the head with me just to be sure. Oh my! <laughs> oh oh my! Is this what you were looking for? <laughs> I mean, he's not strong enough to carry the whole body, so. Right? Thank you. See, somebody's on the same wavelength as me. And, yes, yeah, so Miyabe just asked if it was raining, and yes, it is actually raining. 
and you want to know the funny thing about that, or not funny thing, but it's raining, and we have, you know, Sirenscape has some awesome music and tones that you could use, so people should check it out. <laughs> Josh, I can barely hear you, but... Yeah, we can barely hear you. Over the awesome music of Sirenscape, you should check it out. <laughs> I don't know why you can hear me there now. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Weird. Yes. I don't know what's up with that. It's called getting the sure choir on that one. Well, some of us. But yeah, thanks for thanks for that. I forgot we have to mention that uh, this amazing ambient audio is provided by Sirenscape. So thank you to them for. Well, that. we don't have to. It's a pleasure for us yeah, to mention that. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. There's no binding agreement. There's no sponsorship. It's just you know. Yeah, yeah. it is great. It is great audio. Actually, I really, I really do like it a lot. I think it adds a nice element that was missing. It is nice mm-hmm. that you can overlay tones, so you can have the rain. You can still have the song. You can add sound effects. Mm-hmm. So you can have a lot going on. Yep. Sets the mood to be shot in the back with an arrow, right? <laughs> yep. Precisely. So I guess we'll get this so, uh, on the you, road. Yeah, what are you all doing as this has just transpired? So I guess I understand the language that it's in because you told me so. Um, so I will respond back, but I need to whisper Sarah. How do I do that? Is it whisper GM? Something yes. Like that. Oh, I can yeah. just whisper Yeah, you GM. can do... Yeah. Um, while he's doing that, I would say that Miyabe, I thought for a while about what I wanted Miyabe to do, and I th- I think what his natural reaction would be would be to just step in front of Aluna, like wherever that arrow hit her, to just impose himself and using his large frame, try to become like a wall in front of her so that any further projectiles couldn't hit her and they'd have to hit him. And he will just say, stay back. And just, yep. So Krimit's just making some weird, I'm not really sure what the language would be, but I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of like ribbits and croaking and hums and squeak sounds. <laughs> so, you know, or like Velociraptor, I guess you could just play that. Um, yeah, I think that works. So I okay. am just talking back. Okay, so you hear Krimit yell out some things. And everyone make a perception check. No way. It's actually... What What language is it, did you say? Squeak. And hum. said it was quickly. No way. No, nobody said. Nobody said it was... No, it's not. I mean, maybe it was common. I speak that. Uh, I guess. Uh, what did you say? A perception? Perception. I'm pretty good at those. <laughs> you know, I, every single time I talk before I roll, it's always below five. <laughs> Without fail. Okay. I can hear Sarah talking through my wall. <laughs> oh, but we can't hear her right now. Okay, that no, makes that, sense. That's, that's the thing. Okay. We can't hear her, but uh... I can hear her. Oh. Oh, I, I hear something right now. I heard um, um okay. doodle. So, nothing came from, and you don't hear any noises. Whoa. Understand? Okay. It goes completely silent for me, and then I guess all of my audio just speeds up. Yep. Yeah, we just got all your audio there. <laughs> we'll have to play that back because I I'm not really sure what you said. 
in times three fashion. So, if I heard it correctly, because I listened to a couple of podcasts at the times three zone, um, we didn't see anything. A 26, surprisingly, was not enough to notice what she was going to have as potentially notice. Right. Yeah, so a 26 did not notice Ow. anything. Yeah, that's pretty high. Did, did anything respond back to me? Nope. Uh, Aluna will ask what he said and what it said, the voice. Yeah, they said... Leave my home, strangers! In a slightly more aggressive tone than that. It's in my native tongue, Gripply. But they're nothing... It's not talking back. Is it another Gripply here? Uh, remind me, Josh, the player, of what we were tasked to do here. Check on a bunch of stuff, and we didn't have any news that there were a Gripply living here in any capacity. I don't believe so. Uh, yeah, it wasn't even mentioned. We were just supposed to check on the fort and make sure they're okay. Now, Aluna, she was shot from somewhere up high, right? Yeah. Or we I like to think of it as like a near miss like she saw it just in time and that's how she took the the 1 HP of damage but didn't get hit maybe whatever shot Luna was up in that tower back there Miami knocks down the tower (laughs) (laughs) I suppose one way so we don't notice Um, anything we've just been told mm -mm. to leave yep um I'll take a moment to kind of like peer and stare up at the tower where the shot came from and see if I can't notice anything or anyone. Okay, Abner. so you think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to have Abner go down here and maybe try and go up the stairs to the second floor. Okay. Where on the map is the tower? Like, which which of these buildings would be the tower? Geographically, I, I guess I don't understand what you mean by the tower. They so were saying that of... they were saying that the arrow came from some sort of tower, and I I just want to know like where did the arrow come from? No, it came from this direction. Um, oh wow, the pinging is so slow. Yeah, we see it. Um, it came from that there. direction up on the uh, what do you call them? Like the parapets. So like thought, on the wall. Um, yeah. I, I thought there was the ladder up that we didn't go up. There was the tower that that I might have shut down from. Mm-hmm. I was looking in the wrong direction. Well, Oops. from the outside, you guys would know that this is a two-story fort, and you guess that it's pretty symmetrical. So this is kind of a tower over here, and you think there would be one in each of the four corners of this fort. Yeah, so this is like a courtyard here in the middle. Okay. Yeah. But the yep. shot so came there would from be like here. four. Right. Yeah. Yep. It came up on one of like the walkway connector, but there's also walls, so you couldn't see anything above the walls. Yeah. So I'll, um, like I said, Aluna will peer up that way and see if she notices anything. Uh, yeah, no. You, the, with the perception check that you rolled, you didn't notice anything. So, 
We didn't clear this whole room then, or they didn't. I didn't go over there. No, I think we cleared that room. It's just this is from. Okay, it just looks like back. there might be a continuation based on the fog. Okay. This is the edge of the wall, Sarah. Um. Yes, that's the wall. Okay. So, guess. I reckon I'll head up top and take a look. And then I'll head over there and try and climb up that ladder. And now I'm dead. You instantly okay. fall for a fireball trap. <laughs> right in the Sorry. Face. I'm struggling. My That's everything's okay. really slow. No, you're so. fine. You're, you're fine. Alright, so you're going up that tower. Yes, ma'am. And the rest of you, what are you doing? Um, Aluna's gonna talk to Ma Miyabe and tell him to relax his guard. And I'll be like, It is alright, Miyabe. It did not even hit me. I am okay. And she'll, like, pat him on the back. Um... Wait, but didn't it hit, hit her? Yeah, technically, but it only was a point of damage. <laughs> Just the arrow sticking out of her mouth. It didn't even hit me. Well, I mean, you, you basically say that, and Krim is like, I, I saw it hit you. More more like it, it barely grazed, because it's just a point of damage. So, like, yeah, HP like is... like a tenth of your health. Well, yeah, to be fair. But an actual arrow hitting you in real life would do way more than a tenth of... <laughs> we would wreck you. So I have to think she's exerted some force to avoid For sure, it was just like a so... graze. Like, it didn't actually pierce right. you. It probably just flew right. by. But you, you, <laughs> you say that it didn't hit you, but Krivet, from his mind, it's like, no, 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 it totally hit you. I saw it. <laughs> Miyabe would respond and say the danger is still present we cannot let our guard down yet and he's still looking around like because he doesn't even know where it really came from so it's got him on edge like his instincts sure. he doesn't like he doesn't like the idea that there's something nearby he doesn't know where it is so this is covered right this is like a room with a wall and a roof, conceivably. When she comes back, I guess. Where are you pinging? Right here on the left-hand side. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yep. So those are rooms. So this other place over here was a room. Um, this was a room. It's just basically the the area that is uncovered, this yeah. courtyard area, is the only like open area. So to... she'll just quietly like point that way as if to suggest we just get out of the range of fire and wait for Abner to figure out what's going on. Okay. Alright, hold on just a second, guys. I'm switching browsers. Okay. So he runs in, because of course he doesn't want to be shot. Who wants to be shot? No, I don't want to be shot. I asked who does. Oh, um, Miyabi? Maybe? Ooh, I think you're going to become temporary DM for a moment here. Brandy. Yeah, I, I saw that last week when I was watching the YouTube video. It's whenever I exit, Brandon's picture goes up into the GM spot until I get back. Yeah. So Abner, you open the trap door, climb up, and you see five Gripplies, all pointing readied actions to your face. Oh, Let's roll. He said roll. Roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. <laughs> Let's roll. That's I think way only more one exciting. of them hit you. A, a 13? Does a 13 hit? No. <laughs> it does me. 
I mean, they probably have. Oh, that's right. Hit, so <laughs> that's fun. I like that though. Instead of saying "roll for initiative" when combat starts, just be like, "Let's roll." <laughs> Let's, Let's get it on. Terrible Autobot. Roll out. Autobots. Yeah, one, roll. one word short of Transformers. Autobots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We're cooking now. Alrighty. I'm not. With Firefox. Yeah, I'm not cooking. I'm playing Pathfinder. I don't know. What, what you're doing. No, I thought I'd be smart and try to use a different browser to make the video better, which the video looked better on my end, but made everything else really slow and bad, so I'm back to what you I'm You know what browser to. you should use? Internet Explorer. Also, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> really not, though. Who uses Edge? Also, also, we're like, no, don't, don't do that. No, don't really don't. don't. Somebody, down, somebody downloads uh, Sirenscape <laughs> off Internet Explorer. <laughs> okay, so Abner, starting with you, so you climb up the ladder, yeah, and <laughs> you Die. end up in the graveyard. No, <laughs> hey, got a backup. <laughs> um, so you end up in a room, and this room has two wooden doors to the east and north that allow access to this square chamber. A single bench rests before a scene of destruction with smashed pottery and broken statues dashed on the floor. Two child-sized corpses rest amid the detritus, peppered with arrows and with blood smeared on the floor and debris around them. So let me reveal to you what you are seeing. <laughs> um, so this is, if you scoot over to the right side of the map, I've just revealed the area to you. Ah, yes. Yep, so you come up into that room. And there and are childlike corpses? Yes. Yep. But not children, just childlike? Kind of in the same way that Krimit is a childlike object. Yeah, so roll me a perception checker. I guess if you're if you're gonna take a while just to study the bodies, you would look and you can see that they are they appear to be halflings. Sarah agreed with that way too quickly. I don't think she actually <laughs> childlike objects like Kermit. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean he kind of is. He's only two feet tall. Less than two feet yeah. tall. Blood foot nine inch, please. <laughs> I am not tall enough to ride any rides. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. Oh, it's I need sad. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I still need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does he notice about these childlike corpses? Just halflings? Yep, yep. So, you would notice that they look like halflings. Um. And they have been, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but they have been stabbed with crossbow bolts, and it's a like bloody, awful scene. Visceral. Yeah, very visceral. Stabbed? Mm -hmm. Like, in multiple locations, or like... Hmm, that's personal. How how Wait. close are you looking? Are you, like, doing a full check over these bodies? <clears throat> I'm doing a 17 perception check on these bodies. 
So, because <laughs> I don't want to spend a whole lot of time. We still clearly have someone hostile to deal with. So I'm not going to spend like more than maybe a couple of minutes at most. Yep. yep. Um, so as you are studying these bodies with your 17 perception, I want you to roll me a separate perce- perception check. Okie dokie. Uh, someone's going to pop out and stab me with freaking crossbow bolts. Okay. 15. So, all of a sudden, Abner, as you're looking over these bodies, this oh wave comes over you, and you feel this urge to to pick up one of the crossbow bolts no. and stab yourself in the stomach. Yes! So I'm going to need you to roll me a will save, please. Oh no, that is some bad <laughs> juju. No, 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 is, no. Is this the same thing that happened in uh, yes, that one, Yeah, that one other situation. Yeah. That we it's changed. Not, it's the not that bad. Uh, no, it's not quite like that. No, so, his stomach. Yeah, so you, you have this wave of emotion over you, and it's this horrible terror and you go and you pull out one of these crossbow bolts from the body in front of you and you you hold it in both hands and you go to stab yourself in the stomach and all of a sudden you stop and you kind of reclaim your senses and you think why what in the world was i about to do that the way i like to think about it when this kind of thing happens to your character is like if you ever been driving late at night and you just have that passing thought you just turn the steering wheel. It's like two steps beyond that when you feel compelled to just <laughs> kill. I oh. think you should see a doctor. Really, you've never heard of that—the call of the void or something like that. No, it's a phenomenon. Lots of people oh. experience it. Just you have the passing thought. Wow, I could die here. And you go ahead and tell me more, Josh. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Look it up. I'm not crazy. It's a thing. Literally <laughs> every single second of my life. <laughs> okay, well now now you yes, that's different. That's different. The voices. <laughs> this stream just got dark. That's right? very different. <laughs> it is called Hearth of Darkness. That's... I didn't expect it to really now be I, that dark that though. Was... You made him try to kill himself. Now you? I kind of wish I did stab myself to avoid all this. <laughs> oh man. Okay, and so I as... stopped myself. But he shakes yeah, out. So you stop yourself. Yep, you stopped yourself. Um, you were able to over able to overcome that feeling and emotion that you had. Um, you still feel a little bit of residual fear just from whatever it was that that took place in this room. Um, looking around, you can see there's the two bodies that are in here, and then there's also smashed clay figurines all over the floor. And if you take a glance at those, it looks like. There were various um, little idols devoted to different gods, different deities that have been just completely smashed and destroyed on the floor. Okay. I'm getting some crazy. Like, do they release spirits that, like, made them try to kill themselves or something? You can see. Yep. And you can see these halflings are um, dark skinned halflings. Roll me a knowledge local. Do you have knowledge local? I don't have it trained now. Okay, alright, never mind. Don't do that yeah, then. Don't. Do I, um... Is there any letters or anything on the halflings? Any notes or... Nope. Hmm. Okay. 
Uh, I will shout back down the ladder. <clears throat> there are more bodies up here, and uh, I've felt a, a strong, strange urge towards violence, but towards myself, I would advise extreme caution before coming up this way. Uh, Aluna, uh, perhaps you might have uh, some knowledge into what might be happening up here. Are those thoughts normal for you? That's a mighty personal question, my small friend. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. I certainly do not like it myself. I would recommend you stay down there. Um... Aluna is going to approach the bottom of the stairs. It's a ladder. The bottom of the ladder. <laughs> Just to clarify. And, Listen, um, it's an elevator. There's... It's an escalator. It's an escalator. You just step on the ladder and it just keeps going up. Does she it's kind like of sense anything um, ethereal? Uh, I'm looking up now. With the skill unlocks, I think I have a way... Where I can sense things that don't exist. Give me a second. I gotta pull it up. You can sense, sense things that don't exist. <laughs> I don't know how to work with that, Josh. <laughs> Guys, I literally can't explain how many things that don't exist I'm sensing right now. They're everywhere. Those are probably with... the non existent things that he sees are the reason he turns the wheel. <laughs> Oh god! I'm cracking up over here. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing while yeah. Luna is trying to figure out her? Yeah, you guys stuff. do stuff. Cribbit's contemplating what to do because now he's been told to stay down here. He just met, you know, he's known Abner uh, a couple days, but it kind of freaks him out. Abner freaks him out. Well, c well, with you talking about trying to do violence on yourself, not right. not you. <laughs> You're a very warm-hearted person. It's just, yeah. I've never experienced anything like this before. This, I mean, this—it's a lot to take in with Kermit, because I mean, this is, right? You know, the dead body. I mean, killing the little lizard things. I mean, yeah, sure, he's he's done that before. He, you know, but seeing sure. some dead, decapitated bodies, hands. Abner's talking about stabbing himself. Like this is getting, it's getting dark. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Miyabe is uh, torn between protector mode and hunter mode. <laughs> uh, he wants to stick close to Aluna to keep her safe, but he also kind of wants to rush out and hunt down whatever it was that fired that shot. Does he express those thoughts verbally or just more internal? No, I mean, you might be able to see like some sort of conflict going on within him, but he doesn't like say much at the moment. So, Abner did not note this, but he does not want Miyabe to come up here in the off chance that Miyabe gets very violent feelings and decides he wants to stab Abner instead. <laughs> Me no like magic. Me no like magic. Stab, 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 stab. Stab with his uh, shotgun bayonet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I looked it up. It is not until later 
Um, but I can try to can, tap back into that. Uh, so Sense non-existent things? Yep. Yes, well, yeah. That's kind of how it works. Yeah, I mean, sensing non-existent things sounds like a pretty high-level ability. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a conjuration spell, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> because you create reality when you sense something that doesn't exist. It's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I there, don't understand. Trust me. Um, you just create reality to sense things yeah, exactly. that don't this, exist. Exactly. This is what talking to an insane person sounds like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A genuinely unstable person. <laughs> I sense the non-existent. What? The voices in my head told me about them. Well, hang on, let me create some reality. <laughs> let me create some reality so I can... As it. a consequence, that's exactly what it would be. Uh, anyhow, uh, she is uh, going to climb the ladder, I think. I want to engage okay. with the story, so she does too. So you guys can move yourselves over to the other ah. side of the map if you so choose. Is um, Yabby going up there too? Yeah, he'd be right behind a little Okay, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. Grimmett's not staying well, by himself. She's gonna kind of, like, put her hand behind and tell the two of them to wait um, as she gets up here and inspect. Why is there two Abners? Well, oh my gosh, she's doing the reality thing again. There's two of them. He invokes duplicity? Wait, this is not duplicity. Grimmett's now freaked out. <laughs> and I, I want to take a moment to soak up this scene myself and see what I can't ascertain or understand um, just before the two of them come up here. Um, so you want... Okay, roll me a knowledge religion. I've got... I don't have ranks in religion. Um, okay. But I do have ranks in local. So I can roll... You okay, so... Yeah, roll me a local. 11. And I also have ranks in nice. history, if it matters. Though at 11 um, I don't know if history applies in this case. Um, an 11. It's one higher than what you could have rolled if you didn't have ranks. In it. And for yeah. player history, uh, she grew up in the plains. That's it. That's all. That's where she spent all her life so far. Yeah, so I guess uh, with that roll, you don't really recognize these halflings, but you can tell from their skin color that they fit in with the natives of the region. Um, so they fit in with the peoples of Sargava, but you don't know anything more specific than that about these halflings. Um, I want to take a heel check as well as a perception and just, you know, soak in all the details. So you want me to roll both of those? Sure. A 27 on the perception, followed by a 15 on the heel check. I want to determine uh, cause of death. Having heard Abner explain what happened to him, I want to know if these wounds appear self-inflicted. You're not feeling stabby, are you? And it weighs a raise a eyebrow towards her. She uh, shakes her head no slowly as she's still paying attention to the carnage. Excessive stabbage with crossbow. Thank you, Jace. I inferred <laughs> that much. Um, so with a 15 heel check, looking at these bodies, 
Uh, it does not look like these were self-inflicted wounds. Well, that's not a really far it is, a, I don't know. Yeah, with a 27 perception, though, I, I'll, I'll give you that um, it looks like whoever did this tried to make it look like it was self-inflicted. I got a bad feeling about this, Abna. It looks to me like they tried to make it like they hurt themselves, but they did not. Abe, it is safe now. And she'll call down. Does she just call me Abe? Abe? Is that what she calls him? Yeah. Just Abe. Cool. Cool. Uh, Crement. Quickly climbs up the ladder right behind Miyabe. Okay. So oh, now everybody's goodness gracious, this is just as bad as down there. As soon as Miyabe comes up... It is pretty up, bad. He immediately grabs a crossbow bolt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 after. Sorry, it's the room. The room made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> So there's two dead halflings up here? Mm-hmm. Yep. Take do, any, do any of the rest of you have knowledge local? Um, I think nope. I do. Yes, Krimit does with no ranks in it. <laughs> so he doesn't. <laughs> so I do not. <laughs> so he doesn't. <laughs> okay. Well, if I create my own reality, I do have knowledge local. In my reality, Krimit's <laughs> already reality. 20. Right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I didn't even want to think about a level 20 gunslinger. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you should uh, want to think about a level 5 one, either. No, Where did these doors go to? Uh, most likely to more to the uh, parapets. He was just saying, like, openly, you know, I'm assuming they're both shut, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess Kermit kind of pushes on the door like if it's a jar or something or if it's already kind of unhinged will it push open or is it actually shut shut it's actually shut shut um alright wish me luck grabs the handle tries to twist it a little bit is it unlocked okay yes it's unlocked he kind of so if you oh sorry go ahead no if you're do- if you're not opening it yeah go ahead oh no he will but it's kind of like where you you twist the handle and then he pushes it open and jumps back like as fast as he can. Like that, yeah. <laughs> he like oh, pushes yeah, yeah. it like, open. He, he kind of opens it and then pushes the it and jumps back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know, <laughs> we're, the case. we know we're approaching an archer. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Miyabe gets hit with a fireball. If if nothing happens, fireball? he gets peeks oh, over. Oh, it's no. a fireball more than just Miyabe is getting hit by it. Yeah. Fair, depending uh, so, on the level, that's just TPK. Good, good session, guys. <laughs> you open the door, and you can see it does lead out into a parapet, and then there is an open space where the gate used to be, which has now been completely destroyed. So it's just ten feet of open space that goes down twenty feet to the bottom. Were there like arrow shots that came like <laughs> against the wall or against the door when you opened it? Nope, nope. All you can hear is the rain hitting the roof and hitting the wooden parapets. 
and a little bit of um, music. Yeah, you oh. hear some creepy music that's in the background. Ooh. Not Kermit sure where. Kind of clears his <laughs> clears his throat and. All right, guys. I I guess <clears throat> we keep pushing forward as he like stands behind Miyabe, <laughs> waiting for Miyabe to go. <laughs> Is Do you know what I was thinking here? about? It's no, no it's completely open. That's where yeah. the gate used to be. And yeah. the, the gate... About how long is... Is this a table in here? <laughs> I know where Josh is headed. Can we put the table across the... <laughs> yeah. You want to know what I want to do? Run and jump. Throw I want to. I want to jump real bad. I know you do. It's <laughs> do not that high of an AC. It. It's not. Okay. So, uh, so Sarah, how how long is that table there by chance? The bench. The bench. The whatever that is. It's nine feet. It's <laughs> probably <laughs> about five feet. Just five feet. Not long enough. On the dimensions, yeah. I was going to say six. Well, you know what you do, Josh, is you split it. You just bisect it down the middle, and then you have two yeah. five-foot clamps. Yeah, you know what? Give me give me 20 minutes, and I'll pull out my handsaw real quick. Um, <laughs> you can just materialize that from, <laughs> right. from yeah, reality. reality. And then I think, let me see here. Oh, yeah, I do happen to have my masterwork tools on me, my artisan's any tools, so I got a hammer and nails. Two, two, two minutes done on a GIF. We're right across uh, Sarah, at what point did you decide that this was a bad idea to GM a group with us for? No, I'm just thinking that <laughs> for Sarah's anyone that's nice listening, I we, that. we made bets about how many sessions we thought, well, they made bets about how many sessions they thought this module would be, and I said that whoever guesses the correct number, I would buy them a set of dice. And all that. I'm thinking now is that you know, the longer you guys delay, the more chance it is that nobody wins and I don't have to buy anybody dice. So oh, I'm no, perfectly I'm fine with it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win. <laughs> Did, wasn't it closest? That's what I thought. So Abner's going to go to this other door and try to open it. Uh, but, you know, doing that very agile okay. move as well. So that one is also unlocked. I like Where he that. just leaps to the side. Where he just leaps to the side and then peeks around the door. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so you leap to the side and you see that this opens up into a long parapet that goes to another closed door. Okay. How high are these walls in the exterior? The palisades, how high do they come up? Like the railing-ish things? Yes. Yeah. Um, so they're probably I'm trying to think. They're, so they're lower on the inside and higher on the outside. So on the outside, it would be so that like a medium-sized human could see over and shoot to defend, but it probably would come up closer to chest height. But on the inside, it's probably more like waist height. So I'll uh, kind of not really crouch walk, but like hunch so that my head's below the inner yeah. parapet. They're, um, they're low, they're okay. high enough you could duck under them. Right, just kind of duck yeah. walk across and... Army crawl. <laughs> I am not prone. <laughs> <laughs> and I will actually just get close to this door and try and listen. Can I do like a perception check? Ooh, okay. See if I hear anything. First edition, sure. listen at the door. 
Listen Ooh. at the door, yo. Look at that natural twenty Ooh. for a nineteen. <laughs> I have a minus one perception. That was one of my favorite sentences to ever say. <laughs> so you listen at the door, and you do not hear anything from the other side. Okay, so I'll give it a an open. No doubt, by the way, Jace, that Miyabe can make it across that gap. But can he throw a Luna across and crim it? Crim it? Yeah. A Luna? He could probably carry me across. Probably. I like this idea. Have three of you go one yeah, direction. I guess I'll just take the long route. Go the other direction. I didn't know where you're going. I'm cool with this. Yeah, that's um, seven hit Krimit, points. That's fine. Krimit turns, uh, turns around to Miyabe. Miyabe, do you think you're athletic enough to jump this minor gap? <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna die. Of course I am. <laughs> and then he does it. Do you? Oh, crap, basket. I was going to ask him something. And then um, he jumps back. Can, Do you I actually bet- have to roll for that? Or- no, he can take 10. Take 10, I can just hit the DC. Yeah. By more than the DC is. What? Yeah. Is 10 feet. So it's, it's a DC 10. Do you have a running start? It's DC 10 for 10 feet. DC 10. Kermit looks up at Miyabi yeah. and, oh, that's impressive. Do you think you could do it while carrying me? Do you think you're strong enough to do that? How much do you weigh? I think that's a personal question, but with all my equipment. To be fair, he's less than two feet high. I'm sure you can do it. <laughs> uh, so I have 20.4 20. <laughs> pounds of gear, and I weigh 29 pounds. Wow, I almost have as much gear as I weigh. Yeah. Wow, you're really rocking so it. Just, I, just under 50. I think it would be really funny if Miyabe were to toss him across, but because Miyabe is so strong, he tosses <laughs> him and he like, throws him into the door on the other I, side. I was debating to take a racial that helps me take less fall damage, but I did not. <laughs> that would have been really funny. So we don't, we're not throwing dwarves, because that's just stupid. But we'll throw frog people. That makes sense. Yep. The answer is yes, I could still make that jump. Okay. All right. So you guys are messing around with this. Miyabe is jumping back and forth, and they're having a good old time while Abner is going to his death. I, so I don't know. He didn't go. He went that way. So you open the door, Abner, and you're greeted with another twenty by twenty foot by twenty foot room, square room. A long wooden table covered in scattered paperwork fills much of this room. A decapitated human corpse slumped a cross the mess. Doors exit the room to the south and east while a ladder in the southwestern corner descends to the first floor of the fort. So you you would see... Well, I hope I don't lose my head during this here expedition. Nothing? Wow. Tough crowd. (laughs) Move in! I hope I die. Well, you can't hear the audience. You can't hear the audience, to be fair. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on. I missed an opportunity. Oh, no. Do, uh... Oh, no. It's going to take a while to find one. Oh, oh perfect. <laughs> perfect. Keep that queued up. I've got a million more. <laughs> We're gonna need a couple of those to get through the night, I think. Yup. <laughs> so, Aluna is actually gonna 
motion to these two and start making her way, ducking down just like Abner did to get across. And then it's going to try to slink in here quick as a cat, um, rolling stealth on that last bit of the of the way where she would be seen. Um, Kermit does the same. Um, he could probably hop up a little bit and okay. still be covered. No, you could stand fully. Yeah, I can. I can totally. I can go on my tippy toes. Probably <laughs> be okay. He scales the wall and climbs <laughs> along it. You know. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to inspect the, you said there's papers and such on this table, as well as a headless man? Minus four. Wow. Uh, yes, oh, there's cool. a headless woman, actually. A woman, uh, sorry, that um, looks like a man. Yeah. Yep. So, you're inspecting the paperwork, so looking through the paperwork, if you take your time to kind of go through, uh, the first thing that you can see is you can see a single footprint left in blood on a piece of the scattered paperwork. Um... And anyone who sees that can roll me either knowledge local or survival. Um, is it you say humanoid? paperwork? What do you mean? So there's a bunch of paperwork. Uh, it's all manner of mundane reports. Uh, so if you stop and you look through, you can see that it describes local water sources, plants, animal migrations, daily weather reports. It's uh, just a bunch of mundane uh, paperwork. Okay, you said survival or knowledge local. Yes. I've got both, but they're the same, so I'm going to do the local check. And Abner, you can roll survival if you'd like. Oh, okay. Because that's not... I don't think that's trained only. No. Anyone can survive. <laughs> I will survive. Speak for yourself. I might die. Anyone can cook. <laughs> Okay, so Miyabe and Aluna, you're looking at this uh, piece of paperwork that has this bloody footprint on it, and you notice that it's human-sized, but it has clawed toes, and as you're inspecting it further, you can identify that this was made by a lizard folk. This is more signs of lizard folk. Well, what was the first sign? Uh, we found a severed lizard hand earlier, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, uh, Luna, roll me a heal check. I guess that speaks the for body. itself. 27. Okay. Alright, so you are looking at this body, and you can see that this woman bears puncture wounds all over, and that she was killed with a spear. Um, you can tell going further that all of these wounds were delivered from above as if she were stabbed by somebody that was uh, taller than her that was her height or taller taller than her not like a falling spike trap no mm -mm. how tall is the woman she's medium sized human she's probably five and a half feet tall and when you say taller do I get the ins the image of a giant, or just someone like one of the Basso, who are just taller than average humans? I didn't do it. <laughs> Probably just taller than average humans. Okay. I like that she said that... Yeah, that, it's not like um, 15 feet tall. Dead Woman was a regular medium character, and it's like technically Miyabi's medium character, and he is mildly taller. Yeah, all the Basso are that way. Um, she'll explain as much to the party. Um, and and encourage them to exercise caution as we continue. So I don't, I don't have knowledge local, but I mean, 
would I know since I speak Gripply? Do lizard folks speak Gripply? No. You would guess that they do not. Not. Not unless it's something that they've studied, but as a whole, they typically speak polyglot. I just all right, so they have their own language, all right? Oh, Miyabe will open the door. Okay, so you go to open the door, and reveals another long parapet going down to another door. Kermit does ask Aluna, I guess, when she's studying the body. I don't know what that role, if you can tell, but, um... How, how long ago did this person pass away? Sarah? Um, it's not fresh as in, like, a couple days ago. Well, it's probably within a week, you could guess. You can't, you can't guess for sure. It's not rotted to the... the to the point where it's been weeks and weeks. It's been within the last seven days. <clears throat> it hasn't begun the rotting yet. It cannot be older than a week. She'll say. As she goes back with Miyabe. As soon as like she talks about like the possibility of it being rotting or not rotting, Kermit definitely starts having his stomach churn and eats like kind of gags and ugh, oh, we're about a year. Miyabe walked across the open area. The whole party did, yep. To the next door, yep. which you okay. will then also open. Okay, so you go to open this, and you find that it this door opens inward, um, and you find that it's not really, it's not really budging. You go to open it, and there's something that is almost barricaded on the other side. It's a body. It seems that something has been pushed against this door. Oh, got a jar of pickles you can't open. <laughs> Do are there pickles in this world? I yeah. Are yeah. there cucumbers? Yeah, there are. If there are cucumbers, I imagine there's pickles. That's <laughs> <laughs> the wise Justin once said. <laughs> Where there are cucumbers, there are pickles. I do well, declare. Fun fact: in in Rune Lords, um, they specifically mention goblins that were stealing pickles from the food stores. They called them the pickle thieves. So they go. definitely do have pickles. That's- it's, it's a very long and old form of food preservation. Absolutely. Yeah. Pickles. Yeah, but do you think you could push harder against it? Would you say that this is a light wooden door or a heavy wooden door? It's a, probably a light wooden door. <laughs> Which one's more okay. convenient? Again, not to help the party. I'm just trying to look up what the hardness and hit points of a door is. Because I could probably just smash it with my hammer. You could also probably push through. Your strength's not absurd, but I'm sure you could just bull rush it, basically. Yeah, but if I did that, like, I'd probably have to take 20 to get a high enough number. Um, But I'm thinking if I just did one big attack with my hammer, I might just smash through the whole door in one hit. Sure. Can we assume an automatic hit there, Sarah? Sure. Yep. Roll for damage. Just remember, Jason, whenever you use a weapon on a door like that... Ruins the durability of the weapon. And then a good game. I don't think so. He's wielding an Earthbreaker. I'm not quite so certain he cares. 
Can we just say it's like a coup de grace? Automatic crit? You get that 37. <laughs> I, I think that seems reasonable to me. What's it, what's it doing? So, Resisting? <laughs> okay. So it would take two hits because a light wooden door has a hardness five and seven hit points. So in two hits, I would be able to deal with it. What does an Earthbreaker look like? Is it a war axe or a, a hammer? or? A... It's a, I think it's a hammer with a spike on the end. Yeah, it's got like, uh, iconic Blood Rager is wielding it. Oh, okay, I know what those look like. They have a spike on the back and a hammer head, mm -hmm. and you can kind of yeah. twist it and do it either way. So easy yeah. enough, you kind of like hit it with the spike end, and it kind of like pushes into punctures in the door, and then you turn it around and you slam through, breaking the door open, or yep. however you want to do it. Um, <laughs> and as you do. Um, an arrow flies out at you. Ah, here it is. For a... Let me pull this up and see. A 13 to hit. Flat-footed. Your flat-footed AC. Flat-footed. My flat-footed AC is 13. Okay. Ah, curses. So this does strike you for no, one point of damage. Nope. See, we, we, we established that. One point of damage isn't enough for an arrow to strike someone. Right. <laughs> didn't, didn't, even, didn't even hit him in a Luna's world. To be fair. Just a flesh fruit. Maybe he's beefy enough that it's kind of like it did, but then it just didn't actually pierce him. He just kind of like caught it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and a cursory glance at this room shows that it is indeed like the others. It's 20 feet by 20 feet. Uh, six wide arrow slits look out over the surrounding marshland. There's straw piled up in the corner of this chamber opposite a single ladder that descends to a lower level. A lockbox rests beside the straw and it, with a pillow propped up against it. And two doors exit to the west and the south. Um, and you also see the creature that fired the arrow... And I need everyone to roll me initiative. Oh, I don't want to kill it's, the Gripply. It's an abomination. <laughs> it's hideous. What? Children, avert your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like what? So, my first question is that a, is that a female Gripply? Maybe. I'm oh. just saying. I'm just saying, guys. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, you could you could try to bard this up if you wanted. I don't. Okay, so Luna's going first. Okay, so let me change our. Can we uh, blow that image up, please, of the group? No. Yeah, yep, give me just one moment. Also, no. Me? And I'll. I don't know what this is going to sound like, but we'll go with it and see. Whoops. Went away. All right, so this. Oh. So that is what you see. Oh, she's so cute. I want to kill her. We, we don't know. I mean, I would say <laughs> that it looks cute, but I'm not sure, and I don't want it to be a dude either, because that would just then be awkward. Doesn't so matter. Wait. I don't want to kill um, it. <laughs> <laughs> so first up is Aluna. Um. <laughs> She will delay. Okay. Aluna is delaying. Uh, next up is Krimit. Yeah. So can I see 
after he smashes the door, or can because he's in the way and I don't know, Andrew Luna. Well, she'll let him um, know, obviously, that it's the Gripply they saw earlier. Well, we didn't see a Gripply earlier, we just heard of it, but yeah. Well, yeah. I think she can infer. So, Krimmage yeah, just so makes sure... Oh, I'm sorry. No, you were asking if you could see through there? Yeah. Um, it's probably with the door being busted down and Miyabe's incredible frame in the doorway. It's you probably don't have a good idea of what's inside. But you, Josh, did you say Luna said that there was a Gripply in there? Well, assuming she could see. If not, then no. So it just depends. I guess it depends on if you can see it, and then you can say it. That's on Sarah. I'm waiting for a response. Aluna was asking if she could see it? Yeah, because basically my, my idea was that I would delay because I was going to have uh, Krimit say something, because I can't speak Gripply. Um, I guess I... I would say that you being right behind Miyabe, you probably can see it. Okay, so she let him know it's a it's a Gripply. You know, you should talk to it, blah, blah, blah. Right. I kind of... Tense, nice music. Can I squeeze through here mm -hmm. with him in the way? Yeah. Okay. So I guess I squeeze through and I can. Yeah, I mean, you could go between his legs. That's all. Oh, that's true. Excuse me, Bobby. And uh, kind of climbs under him, pops out, hands up, and he goes. And then he tries to speak and 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 gripply. Um, Little did you know that Miyabe spoke Gripply all along. Brandon is whispering what he is saying to Sarah yes. the DM. Since none oh. of us I was like, Gripley. did he freeze? Like, what is happening? <laughs> hey guys, I... Great, great audio. <laughs> great audio for the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> it goes under um, Miyabe's legs. It gives Miyabe, walks up, and then he starts, you know, doing his croaking. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That was really good. That was like dubstep music. Okay, so you squeeze up and you say a few words. And his hands are up, you know, just kind of like showing he's got nothing. nothing With his in gun hands. in the air. That's <laughs> not nearly what I said at all. <laughs> Stick him in the air. <laughs> all right, so that was Kermit's turn. Next is Miyabe. See, nobody told Miyabe not to rush in. <laughs> <laughs> and he did just get shot. Play a character? I was gonna have him charge, but now there's somebody in the way, so you can't mechanically charge. I mean, you could attack. Oh, no, you can't, because. He tramples. That's why I think he's gonna pull <laughs> right through Kermit. <laughs> yeah, Kermit goes flying. <laughs> and he's blasting off again! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> So I'm going to walk in like this, and what exactly is Miyabe looking at here? Like, what what does he see? Um. So you see, like, as far as the room goes, or as far as the creature? As far as the creature. So you would see a um, creature that looks very similar to Krimit. Um, she's a little bit taller than he is, probably is a good two foot four. That's hot. Um, <laughs> you like taller women. <laughs> uh, and she has a bow out that is drawn 
she hasn't uh, she loosed her arrow, so she doesn't have another arrow ready it's yet. Barbaric. Um, make a perception check as you get <laughs> close to her. She's probably terrified. Abner, help me soothe okay. her with your southern twang. She, yeah, <laughs> she is shaking really bad. So, Miyabe is going to go in and he will say, um, drop your bow, or else I will attack. And then he will ready an action. Uh, if she tries to knock another arrow, he will attack. Okay, what language are you saying this in? Um, he would probably... I'm not sure if... I'm trying to think if he would default to common or polyglot. Given the area, he'd probably default to polyglot, because he would... Because most people in this part of the world probably speak polyglot over common, but I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. I probably, it's probably it. Yeah, I mean, closer in the actual colony, it'd be common. But anywhere else, you would think polyglot would be your go-to. So I'll say he does it in po- in polyglot. Okay. All right. So you move up and you say a few words to her in polyglot. Um, next up is Abner. I'm going to take my turn. Okay. She is going to move in behind Miyabe and will tell him to uh, stay his hand, not to hurt the Gripply, and then tell Krimit to let her know we're not here to hurt her, just figure out what happened. And she'll say all that she moves in. Okay. Alright, now it's Abner's turn. He goes in uh, guns blazing. <laughs> yep, he's got his guns out. Just pew, 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 pew. Like Susie <laughs> comes in, ex- you know, just violence. Um, <laughs> she speaks no, in, it, uh, polyglot to Miyabe in common to Krimit, by the way. First time that she's blended the languages a little bit. Okay. Abner will walk up and just say, uh, oh, what a auspicious occasion for us to come across another of your kind, Krimit. I declare I'm not entirely certain what to do in this situation, so I shall take a back seat on this one and allow you to uh, convince her to stand down, and then Abner's just gonna chill. That was six seconds. Without a weapon. That was six seconds, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe twelve. Maybe I did a double action to talk. <laughs> Listen, right. Southerners are slow, okay? Well, I want to switch. That's not fair. Oh, Get out of here. Gosh dang, I'm about to walk down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading Pokemon while we play. I ain't judging. I ain't judging, <laughs> All right, so uh, now it is her turn. So she's going to five-foot step back, and she shakily draws an arrow from her quiver and knocks her bow. And she looks, and in polyglot, she says... Stay away! This is Yui's house! Stay away! Whose house? She's adorable. I didn't hear what she say. What? Who's Juif? 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 Do I know a Juif? Listen here, Jessica! Stand down! A Zuif? A Zoif? Don't make fun of her speech impediment. A Zoif? She's being very Zuif. And she's um, just holding her action. Is she, in what language did she say that? Polyglot. She said I, that in polyglot. So I don't. I don't know what she said. Do oh. we know um, who Zuif is at all? Mm-mm. No idea. All right. So that is what she's doing. She's holding 
uh, top of the round is Krimit. Um, I guess Krimit would look at these guys and th- I, I don't know what she just said. And then he turns to her, walks very slowly up just five feet, again, hands in the air, kind of put, I guess, put one back to, like, block um, Yabi's kneecap and the other hand up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and she would turn to you, Kremit, and say something in Gripply. Uh, so I, I, I say in common, then that's what I say, so I don't know if she's bouncing back and forth. but Okay, I don't know if this is going to work. Hopefully it does. Okay. Alright, so that's Kremit's turn. Uh, next up is Miyabe. Miyabe will five foot step forward again and I'm trying to think of what he would say in response. And as soon as you make a move towards her, she will ready, uh, the action that she readied would be that she loosed her arrow at you. Oh, that'll provoke an attack of opportunity. <laughs> That will provoke an attack of opportunity. And he'll get an attack? You can kill Even her. if it goes off before you're technically the five feet next to her? Um, so... Because it was ready to go off as soon as anyone made a move towards her. I guess technically you could you. say she's a, he's still back there when the shot goes off. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think it's going to miss. It's a 13 again. But this time it's not flat-footed. Not flat-footed. Okay, yeah. so it, her hands are shaking so bad that she looses this and it goes wide um, and it goes between you and Aluna and hits the wall in the back of the if room. If it had accidentally hit Aluna, could you imagine? Dead. Miyabe, <laughs> Miyabe sees this arrow go between them coming too close to the direction of Aluna for his taste and he will say, I told you to stand down. And then he's going to attack with non-lethal damage because of his bludgeoner feet. But Okay. Could still kill her. Okay. So that's a 21 to hit for 15 points of non-lethal damage. Good God. Okay. So that definitely hits and uh, doesn't quite knock her out, but she falls back against the wall and her bow falls out of her hand and she looks like dazed for a, a second. Don't worry, I'll, I'll get her next time. <laughs> uh, next up is Aluna. Uh, I don't know. I gotta think about what she's going to do. Um... So you said that she drops her bow? Yeah. Like, not intentionally, it fell right, out of her hands because she her got hands. her clock. What, what's the phrase? Her cl- Cleaned her clock? I, Is that right? The phrase I would use, I cannot use on podcasts, so. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie Friday. <laughs> um, she's going to tell... Uh, She's going to pick up, five foot step in, and pick up the bow. Um, it will provoke if she has a melee she weapon. She does not have a melee weapon. It will, that is correct. <laughs> Always keeping me honest, man. Play it by the rules. <laughs> she doesn't have unarmed strike? Weird. Weird. Um, she does not. And she will say that we're not here to hurt her. 
And so kind of kind of kind of kind of kind of kind of snap a look to Abe to be like it's it's fine like don't, I, I'm fine I'm fine you know um, and she won't push Abe back but I have that thought but I won't do that um, and then I can't take a move action to move further back so I'll just do that for this turn okay uh, next up is Abner quick Abner sit today cast a spell distract him <laughs> <laughs> my my very large man that seemed a bit gratuitous and then he'll just chill out in this corner <laughs> that's where the ladder is <laughs> well, he oh, falls down to 1d6 yeah. <laughs> give him the finger guns on the way down <laughs> <laughs> remember me as I was We ever saw Abner. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. He fell 10 feet, shouldn't have even taken that much damage, but crit failed the reflex. Somehow landed on his neck, broke it, he's and, done. I mean, right at the bottom of the ladder was a gelatinous cube that he just like slid <laughs> into. And oh, immediately a, he was eaten alive. That's a miserable way to go. You want to talk about yeah, falling pit traps? A gelatinous cube down there? Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Alright, so that was Abner's turn. Uh, next it is her turn and she starts crying and her little webbed feet like go in her face and she says Shui home Shui found it Shui lives here now and she's just cowering in the corner let's see that was some polyglot um yes yep so I don't know what she's doing she had said something to Kermit in Gripley, but this was in Polyglot because that's what a lot of the conversing between Miyabe and the other the woman had been, so he's or she's uh, just trying to get you guys to go away. Uh, next up is Kermit. So Kermit will five foot step in and <laughs> put um try to like actually hold up like move his cape and hold his hand I'm, I'm moving like you guys can see but <laughs> almost to cover her from them and Krimit will put his hand on his pistol he won't draw it but he stares down Aluna and uh, Miyabi and very like with authority and then also just scared poopless tells them to uh you know, pretty much back off. He just uh, Luna, you and Yabi, you two stand back right now. This is great because he doesn't speak polyglot, so he doesn't know what's been exchanged. I love this. I, 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 I don't know, but he says that, and then um, <laughs> he'll um, he'll say that, and then quickly turn and then just kind of whisper something to her quick, some sweet nothingness. <laughs> I was gonna say some and sweet nothingness. Next is Miyabe's turn, and he would like to rage, right? And takes a takes a, a strike at Kremit. No, I just have to say oh. that the like, the dynamic here is crazy because we've got 
We've got creatures speaking Gripply. We've got creatures speaking Polyglot. We've got creatures speaking Common. There's just like and one, and one guy in the flying. background just walking around in circles. I do declare. <laughs> I just see him like pacing back and forth. Or Gripply. So he's over here just like. I don't know what's happening. It's like an NPC that's glitching out during a cutscene, and he's just yeah. back there, like, doing <laughs> gun tricks and stuff. Like, I do declare, that's some fun shooting text. Just... <laughs> he's just doing all kinds of weird I'll stuff. I'll just check the rest of this fort while you guys do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Need something? He's, he's just frozen. His model is frozen in a team pose. What are you <laughs> Um, but... So when Krim is talking to Miyabe and Aluna, he's speaking in common, so you would understand that. Yes, much. I'm sorry, oh. I'm speaking to you yeah. in common, I'm speaking to her in Gripply. Yeah. So you hear, because, I guess Abner, that's the biggest thing, you hear me tell Miyabe and Aluna to stand back, stand down, get away. Okay. Alright, so that was Krimit's turn, next is Miyabe's turn. So Miyabe will, uh, noticing that she has been disarmed uh, and pretty much lost the will to fight. He'll raise his earthbreaker and like spin it to the spiked side and kind of turn and behind him he'll just kind of smash it so that it hits the ground and just kind of stays upwards. And then he'll turn and look back at her and say, if you were not prepared to fight, then you should not have fired upon us. And then he will start to back away and because as far as he's concerned, the fight's already over. Yeah. Yeah, and basically with that, we can we can drop out of initiative um, since there's no more escalation, I think, unless any of you were going to... Yeah, I was going to pull out my dagger it. and stab her. He's <laughs> <laughs> just now ready to get involved. He pulls out his pistol and shoots at... Crimmins! Bang! They're both dead! What if... <laughs> <laughs> he also pulls the um, arrow out of his shoulder and throws it on the ground. So you you hear her say something to Krimit in their language. Just sounds like a bunch of croaking back and forth. Um, and then she looks at you and at Yumiabe. She kind of stares up at you and she's terrified. There's just abject fear in her eyes. And she says... I wish defending my home. You came here and 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 I wish defending myself. We did not make any me. moves against you. You provoked us. Oh, you did break down her door. Let us not be rude about this. I did not think you spoke polyglot. <laughs> you are not wrong. I will just Show uh, myself out. Uh, what uh, lovely weather was she having out here today? That, that, that reminds me when we had the exchange with uh, with uh, Olrent back in Iron Fang. We were like, wait a minute, that's an affected accent? That's not your real voice? It's like, wait a minute, you speak polyglot this whole time? <laughs> you, were, you were faking it? Surprise! You were fading ignorance? We, we were talking mad garbage about right in front of your face. <laughs> Um, Aluna will say to Krimit no one wants to hurt anyone we just want to know what happened and she'll take a five foot step back with Miyabe and assume that the two of them will talk it out she's gonna trust him to take point on this 
forgot we're not in initiative order. Sorry. I'm just kind of like blanking out for my turn. Yeah. It's, so basically, Brandon, from here on out, like, if you want to just speak to her and Gripley, we can just say it so that we don't have to just spend No, you guys are just, I'm just going to make croaky sounds for 30 minutes, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. You can, the one is you're talking while typing. That's Ribbit. fine. Ribbit. I was accenting that one. <laughs> he um, was doing that one in a southern Gripley. Ribbit. I do the ribbit. I do the ribbit. If these I are not the best cornflakes uh, I ever did have. <laughs> so he, uh, Kermit's gonna walk in between, you know, he's gonna look as imposing as he can That's to the cute. massively imposing individual behind him. That's but really stand cute. between them and uh, turn around and look at her and he's gonna kneel down and just kinda talk to her and who is Zoif? Catch up, it's her. She's Zoif. Zoif? Zoif is me. Um, I am Cribbit. It is a pleasure to meet you. I'm sorry about that big brute behind us. Sometimes when he gets off his leash, he just gets crazy. This are, is you his, are you his, <laughs> his leader? He, he didn't listen to you when you told him to stop. Oh, uh, well, you know, sometimes peons just have a mind of their own. I, I, I apologize. I, I got. <laughs> just speaking in Gripley, we're just like Aluna's being real serious and trying to be peacefully negotiating this. Just gonna let him talk. Doesn't know what they're saying. Assuming it's going well. The well, best. So far, so good. Is <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's Aluna is the one who talks his language, and he just. I don't. I apologize for this. Is have you always lived here? No, this is Juif's new home. Since Juif was kicked out, Juif was trying to find somewhere to to go, and Juif found this place. It was quiet, so Juif said she could stay now, and this is home now. So Juif was protecting her home. I understand. I, give me one second and I will relay this to my subordinates. Turns around. <clears throat> Before you say anything, she says it all polyglot. No, just kidding. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what he said. Oh, okay. I'll be like, uh-huh, sure. Mm-hmm. No, no, turns, no. She didn't actually do that. <laughs> this is her home now. She claimed it. I'm assuming once the inhabitants of the fort were met with their untimely demise... I'm speaking in common now for you, Abner. Um, and she, you know, that I, I understand that she was shooting, but she was just defending her home. So, Mayabi, what would you do if somebody came and stormed into your village? I think you would you would try to fight them off, wouldn't you? Yes, but... See, so shame on you. Shame on you. Aluna will interrupt Kremit. You will let him talk and honor the Miyabe. That is not intimidating. And and she'll (laughs) gesture for Miyabe to speak. Uh, Miyabe would just finish and he was just going to say, but my tribe does not shoot first. Well, 
I think you you might be making a mess of things. So would you? I would appreciate it if you give us a little more space. There is ten feet from her and I. But you cast a large shadow, good sir. Please stand back some more. He walks this way. So there's technically 15 <laughs> feet. <laughs> technically, but he's still five minutes step away. Yeah. Mayabe, would you help me out on the parapet here? I think I see something in the distance and could use your eyes to, to help me see. Would you be willing to help me? Which direction is it? <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's out in the distance there, towards the uh, mm, north. Alluding, <laughs> do you, do you see that out there? Rolling this, her eyes. This is the east. You didn't see that dinosaur run by? What? Uh, yeah, there was uh, a dinosaur. Uh, quite large, <laughs> indeed, running east across the the, the field there. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Miyabe vaults off the wall and starts. <laughs> I, sir, have bought you space. <laughs> well, while they're having that fictional conversation, Aluna will kind of move over that way, kind of letting it happen. I'm sure that this is a problem that they actually face all the time back home. Like, because of his willingness to help anyone, it definitely gets exploited and abused. Normally, she'd step in not to let him just help anybody for any reason, but the present matter, she's just going to kind of let let things take their course and we'll just yeah so abner was basically just pulling him out to try and get him to talk and maybe start up conversation about dinosaurs since he seems to be interested in dinosaurs (laughs) 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 so miyabe's rolling a sense motive against abner i i do not see anything throw your bluff (laughs) He beats the DC! He beats the DC! (laughs) That's a 10 bluff, but that's a natural one for Abner. Melby looks over at him and and squints a little bit. He's like, I don't think you saw anything. Oh, maybe I was mistaken. I apologize, my good man. But while we're here, we should probably keep a lookout in case whatever attack this fort comes back. I'll, uh,. I- I'll watch over here if you'll watch over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then meanwhile, Abner awkwardly goes back to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Zuif will say, Zuif doesn't like the tall folk. Zuif did not see you when you were out there. Zuif would not have shot at a fellow Gripley. Yeah, I'm, I'm vertically impaired, so I, I usually don't stand out so much. I apologize. Um, so, do you know what happened at this fort before you got here? How, how did the people become all decapitated and such? Shuif does not know what happened, but when Shuif was coming outside, Shuif saw lizard folk taking some halflings with them. They were all dead. But then Juif came inside, and Juif found some treasures, and Juif made a hunting blind, and Juif found lots of 
fun things and Zhuif is going to stay here. Give me one second, thanks! He turns around to Luna. Yeah. My, my friend here, uh, she came to the fort after it was already decimated. It sounded like she said she saw some lizard folk. I'm assuming one missing a hand carrying some dead halflings away. She'll nod. And she's sitting uh, crisscross applesauce now and trying to be as unintimidating as possible. She... She says she, if she would have saw me first, she wouldn't have shot. So it was just a misunderstanding. I don't know what Aluna wears. I can't remember her picture. I don't think she has a skirt on. <laughs> I don't think that that's appropriate. The applesaucing and stuff. No, I don't think she has. I don't think she's wearing a skirt, guys. I think she's wearing hide armor. <laughs> oh, the applesaucing. <laughs> He could, well, Krimit clearly climbed right under Miyabe and all the loincloths just a minute ago, so whatever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, not, nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not going there. Anyway. Juif wants to know why, why are you here at the fort? We arrived at the settlement yesterday and they asked us to come check on the fort because they haven't heard anything in, in, uh, in a while, so... We just showed up, so we didn't expect any uh, any trouble. So I think that's why, unfortunately, you were getting attacked by the big brute. He was scary. Juif doesn't like him. Well, you know, I understand. If I would have been smashed in the face with that hammer, too, I probably would have wet myself. I, I mean, been a little upset. Where so? What what things did you find here? Anything cool? Huey <laughs> <laughs> found some treasures and she put it in this box, but then she shut the lid and she can't get it open anymore. Oh, she's so cute! <laughs> I, we could try to open that for you if you'd like. Did you find any, like, you know, maybe, like, paper or notes or anything with scribbles on it that you thought was cool that you wanted to keep? No, Zuif doesn't like that, but Zuif found some shiny objects and some bottles with some stuff in it and a big stone and another silver thing and lots of little coins. Do you think that we could look and open that box and look to see what was in there and, and maybe it might give us a clue as to what happened here? Zuif doesn't think that that's going to give you any clues. But if you can open the box, Juif would be grateful because then Juif can have her treasures. I could see if we could help with that. <clears throat> Aluda, do you know how to uh, open boxes with any of your mystical powers or anything? Do you have like the spirit animal of lockpicking? Uh, not at this level. <laughs> no. Maybe, do you mind if I hand that box over to Luda? I promise we'll give it back. If you promise, then you can you can look at it. But it's Juifs, remember. What's inside is Juifs. Yes. Yes. So he takes the box from her, hands it to Luna. Do you think that you or somebody can unlock it for? It's hers, so we can't take the stuff, but we can at least look inside. 
Phil nod and look it over. Uh, is it got like a lock on it or uh, some kind of trapped mechanism or how is it shut and she can't open it again? Um, it looks like it has a keyhole. Like it's it's a like a little chest that was just shut and without the key you can't get it open. Hmm. Okay. So she'll take it out here and uh, ask if Abner knows how to... As soon as she walks up that, she just tried to see if she could open it. We're not stealing it. <laughs> gonna ask Abner if he knows how to unlock it. What exactly are you implying? That I am some kind of sneak thief that knows how to pick <laughs> locks? Sir, I am offended. However, I will say perhaps there's a key on that... Uh, personage that we passed in the previous room. Certainly we could go take a look. I love how you talk about how you were offended, but then you just refer to Luna as a he. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, I'm sorry. Ma'am, I am offended. <laughs> Good sir, I am offended. I am offended. Your masculine features have offended me. Have offended me. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Ma'am, I am offended. Um, yeah, so then he'll go back over this way and see if there's a key. She'll fall Okay, down. if you search on that if you search on that body, that body doesn't have any anything on it. There's no keys on that body. Well, then I believe our only recourse is to bust said box open and perhaps good Miyabe would be willing to do such a thing. Um uh, <clears throat> I think that maybe we can find a key here. Let us wait a moment. And uh, she'll set it down, and we'll wait to, till we clear the whole space out. Or actually, she'll Sweet. bring it back over here. Sweet. Is there anybody else here besides you? Shuif doesn't know. Shuif doesn't go in many of the rooms. Shuif just climbs down through the floor and goes out through the opening in the gate. Do you want to help help us go through the rest of this place just to make sure there's nobody else here, like survivors, and maybe we can find something to open your box? No, Juif wants to stay here with her box. Juif doesn't care about the other places. Okay. This is Juif's home. Well, all right. Well, how about you hold out of the box and we'll see if we can't find you the key, but you have to promise to stay right here. Okay, if you can find the key to Zuif's box, she will stay here and wait for you to come back. Luna, she would like to hold out her box while we look around for the key, but she said that she would stay right here. Um, she'll nod. Perhaps Krimit will find the key to her heart. Maybe. <laughs> we could have I knew this was going to happen. Tiny situation. <laughs> Yep. Kermit's <laughs> goals have changed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kermit just runs off into the sunset with his new girlfriend, never to be seen again. Do declare. How long does it take to do uh, first aid with a heel check? I mean, nothing you do will help. Because it was non-lethal. It you a good well, no, question. Hour. Introduction. Treat deadly wow. wounds, I meant. My bad. Do you have a healer's oh. kit? You Treat deadly wounds. You just take a minus two. Hour. 
Okay. Uh, DC is 20 for treat deadly wounds and it takes an hour, I think. Okay. Yes. Takes a whole hour. Yeah, but you take a penalty without a healer's kit. So yeah, you, you take a minus two, I think, for each use you don't have. So it's a minus yes. four total. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Meanwhile, I would say, so just so I can get a bearing on the time, so you guys left early in the morning to get here, and I believe that I said it took about three hours, um, because it was about 12 miles. You stopped at the farm on the way here to drop off the stuff. Um and then you've been searching around. But it's hard to tell because outside the rain is falling pretty heavily. And the sky is pretty cloudy and dark. So it it's not like a bright sunny day. It's it's pretty... Jason has a funny face. Is my audio gone? Yeah, you're just... It was, it was pretty... Well, see, that's the funny thing is that I could hear you talk. For a while, all of the words were there despite being very spread out. And I was like, how is it... How is all the words there? Shouldn't it be cutting out? And then suddenly it was like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you need me to repeat that? Three hours um, passed, you said? Basically, I think. I'm, I'm saying that it's early afternoon. Okay. It is precisely 1.16. Okay. It's 1.16. But it's hard to tell because outside it's all gray and gloomy and dark, so it's not like a bright sunny day. I'm not sure I'll take a full hour, but I will just take a, a heal check just to, you know, make sure that she only took non-lethal damage effectively and that she's otherwise fine in whatever medical real-world sense that is. A 17. Okay, yeah, so you would know that he knocked her pretty, pretty hard on the head, and um, effectively, it would have been half her hit points if it had been lethal damage. But um, with some time and rest, she'll be, she'll be okay. She's Ouch. not in danger of How much death damage or anything. Did you do? Just 15. I did fifteen points. So she has thirty-ish HP. Huh? It's a lot more than mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, Aluda? Um, she'll explain that she's just making sure that she's okay and not further injured. And then she'll ex- she'll explain in polyglot um, while she's looking over her and just explaining what she's doing and just making sure she's all right. She'll also say, "You will have to forgive the one Miabe." He is very protective of me. He did not mean you to do harm. But what he said was right. Almost doing a little... I didn't. <laughs> um, I wonder about that. I wonder about that. You cannot start fights. You do not know you can win. And she'll, you know, keep healing her and just talking to her and explaining, you know, Miyabe's Abe-ness. When you're not looking, she sticks out her tongue at you. That's fine. She'll go over the whole... Trying her best to briefly explain why he's so protective. But Kermit comes out to... not really saying anything. 
see these guys. He'll he'll tell he'll tell uh, Zoif that he's he'll he'll be right back. He's just gonna go get the other two. So I had a chat with our friend who has a concussion, and she says that she has not cleared the entire fort. So there still may be some trouble. <clears throat> Biabi, I apologize that I disciplined you earlier, but you are mildly aggressive. You, you, you're talking to me, Abe, and you can see that he's just looking out into the distance. Yeah. Is he um, ignoring me? <laughs> he's, it doesn't look like he's actively ignoring you, but it looks like his, he's kind of in his own, his, his own head. I'm doing um, me all day. You and kind of like, from his perspective... Like, he's looking out at the plains here. He's not looking for a dinosaur or anything. He doesn't think Didn't that there's me. anything out there. <laughs> but he's looking out there, and he he has, like, a very heavy sigh at some point, as if he's just, like, exhaling deeply. And in his <laughs> mind, he hears the words of uh, his chief. And uh, he it's like a scene replaying in his head, and he hears his words say, Miabe. You are strong. You must use that strength well, lest it consume you like it has your kin. Do not use it to destroy. Use it to protect, especially those who cannot protect themselves. That is how you will keep your blood in check. And... So he's like half listening to me. So Krovich just finishes like... All right, I will take your silence as uh, you apologize as well, and I'll just head back in there. And as soon as that scene ends and he finishes exhaling, he turns and he starts walking back into the room. And he walks up to the other Gripley, uh, and he pulls out from uh, a pouch at his side, he pulls out his potion of cure light wounds and he extends it out to the gripply and he says I stand by my actions but I can sympathize with wanting to protect one's home use this to treat your wounds Juif does not want your poison. You can keep it. Very well. And he'll put it back and head towards this door. Well, I was kind of hoping that Miyabe crushed her skull and then gave her that potion that totally was going to make her trip out like he poisoned her. <laughs> Abrathog oh, got me a that's not poison, that's a magical potion! It's full of magical ingredients! <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> running away down the parapet as he escapes. <laughs> well, actually... Yeah, I forgot, that was one of the potions you got from Harry, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the ones that we bought. Actually, though, real quick... Oh, that would have been amazing if she drank it and then... <laughs> actually, though, uh, real quick, before Miyabe puts the potion away, she'll kind of Aluna uh, will reach over to grab it and then we'll pour out a tiny bit of it and like drink just a, a, a small amount to show that it's not poisoned and that enough that enough is still there for the potion to hold its effect 
and then she'll hand it back to Zuif and see what she does. Zuif just sets it on the ground. And then Aluna will turn and just nod to Miyabe and join him. Okay. So Miyabe is going to the door, and if you open this door, shock of all shocks. Another arrow! It's another parapet. I, I, I just read the message that you sent. <laughs> you must use your strength to defeat those who are weaker than you. Become the strongest in the world. I was gonna say he's basically a Sith. <laughs> okay, so you walk down the parapets and you get to this door. Do you open this door? Yes. Okay. All right. Let me get my sheet up. Oh boy. This is where this, so, the triceratops okay. was all along. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what happened? Um, he, nothing. He's a uh, uh about to open the door into this room up above. So. Um, you open the door and you look in and a bookshelf lies face down in northwestern corner of this wooden room partially concealing a trap door beneath. In the opposite corner is a large bed with a noticeable bump under its rumpled sheets. A small table with two chairs sits in the southwest corner. Doors exit to the north and west. So you would see... this room and yet she picked that room without the bed weird maybe Gripley's don't and like beds and Miyabe, oh that's true as you walk in roll a perception check Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay no. uh, so, as you walk into this room, you look at the bed, and the lump on the bed starts moving. Ooh. And it starts moving, and it gets faster and faster, and all of a sudden, flooding out from under the covers on this bed are spiders. Tons and tons and tons of spiders. And at the end of this, we'll call it a swarm of spiders, comes a very large spider. And um, they all start skittering towards you, and I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative. Biabi, you can smash that one! Smash that one! See, <laughs> I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if this is a mechanical swarm, I'm pretty sure we lose. Right? Not true. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't really have anything to fight it. No. Lose might not be the right word. Maybe, like, uh, run away. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's hopeless. (laughs) No. 
Alright, All right, so... Well, you just have to hit it with AoE, right? Yes. Alright, so... Good battle music. Sorry, let me get my initiative... Do you tell you what I can do? See if that makes sense? I know what you can do, but... Can you Are do you it at will, or do you have to wait for the thing to happen? I can... Remember, I can use a grip point. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. To swap it out. Okay. And, and that remains so... on there until the next time it misfires? I've already misfired. I put in the ranged one, so I'm, I'm already at a one misfire anyway, the minimum. So I would just spend a grit, swap it out, and then it would just start normal. Gotcha. That's the only option that I think we have. Alright, so Miyabe has a 17 initiative. I'm sorry, did I not roll? Oh, I don't think you clicked my bad. Uh, Abner has a 6. Aluna has a 22. And Krimit has a 19. Um, so we're going to say for the purposes of this that there is a surprise round and Miyabe will get to act in the surprise round. Yeah. Yeah. Where's this swarm yeah. of if you were to put it on the map in a location that was visible? Oh, that's right. They're they're on my layer. They're so they? tiny <laughs> that they don't actually show up with a token. They're only in Sarah's right, so, reality. Yep, so if, for the purposes of that, <laughs> there's the swarm that's on the bed, and then there's a larger standalone spider that seems to be kind of with the rest. So, should be able to see them now. Yep. And Miyabe, you will act first in the surprise round. Awesome. Ooh. Um. So the big one is just right in front of me. I don't even... Correct. Okay. He will step further into the room and try to swing at this big one once with his Earthbreaker. Okay. And miss, obviously, because it's flat-footed. Probably does. All right. Um, it's flat-footed AC is 11. Hey! Wow. 15 yeah. points of damage! Obviously that was not so, lethal because we can't kill anything in this fort. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, you bring down your Earthbreaker on this spider and you do a lot of damage to it, but it is still, it is still up. And it is its turn in the surprise round. Um, and it will bite out at you for a uh, 11 to hit, so that's going to miss. Correct. It just got whacked. And by, uh, after... Earthbreaker, no way it's going to hit him. Yeah, and after that, it will... Nope, it won't do anything. Next, it is the swarm's turn. And the swarm will move to be on your square and do its damage so that is six points of damage and it I need you to roll a fortitude save Fort 
15. Okay. Alright, so all of these spiders just start biting out at you like crazy, and uh, you can feel like maybe they're pumping something into your system, but so far you're able to um, keep that at bay. Alright, going into regular initiative now. Top of round one is Aluna. She'll shout out, Get away, Abe! And I will delay. Actually, no. I have a question. What do you think would happen if you were to throw a pile of hornets, theoretically, onto a pile of spiders? Oh, if it's anything like the tarantula hawk. Would they fight each other? Probably. I would think, right? I'm just curious. Yeah. I would think they would. I don't know, because technically this swarm is immune to physical damage. Uh, Technically, it's a splash weapon. So that's why it's in the middle of the road of, I don't know. (laughs) What is this weapon? Yellow and black I mean, mud dauber wasp. For it. Let's see what happens. It's a surprise. Yeah. Says right. so some some wasps are predators for spiders. Yeah. So uh, in that case, if I ready, I'll lose my move action. Is that correct? Yeah. So in that case, uh, I will um, just delay because I think yeah, I'll just delay because I think Miyabe's next. Okay, so you delay, uh, and actually Krimit is next. Oh, you're right. Um, Sorry, I keep muting my mic because the cat's using the litter box, so all I can hear in the background is just scratch, scratch, scratch. So I was in the restroom, so I missed us coming into this uh, hallway, but I would have talked to uh, Zoe to let her know we were coming down here. So I guess I don't really see what's going on. I just heard some smashy smash, you yep. know, telling him to get away. I can't. I guess maybe I can kind of see. I kind of run up. I put my ha- hand on my gun. I'm not going to pull it out because I don't know if Miyabi's crushing any other Gripply or anything like that again. And just shout to Luna, what's going on in there? It's, that better not be another kid. It is a swarm of spiders. She'll shout back. Oh, that is so much worse. It's way worse. That's my turn. All right, so you move up and you yell out. Uh, next up is Miyabe. Miyabe will... First, he's probably going to take another swing at that other spider before he tries to move away. Yeah. The reason he the reason he moved in is he didn't want that swarm to be able to get to Aluna. Right. Um, <clears throat> so... He'll swing at that spider first before doing anything else. No. What did you say? Because it completely cut out for me. You said he's going to swing at the spider and then... Then think about moving away. But he didn't kill the spider, so he'll provoke when he does. Okay. But who knows if he's going to kill it You swing out your Earthbreaker and you miss the giant spider. So he will... You delayed, right? Yeah. Josh? He will at least step back a little bit further. Um, a five-foot step will do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will act uh, after his turn. Okay. And I am going to throw a sting chuck. 
uh, which is treated as a weapon, but is actually kind of like an alchemical item. It's a weird item. Um, and it is a splash weapon. I've got the stats on it. I do believe I'll be throwing this at a plus zero, so it's just a flat d20 check against this. I'm going to try to hit them uh, with it. It's a four. <laughs> Which will miss. Wow. For a question, uh, a sting chuck is a foul bag made of a... That's- not gonna do it. Yeah, made of a humanoid head with the brain removed and the skull heavily scored so that it bursts open when thrown. So I mentioned the three skulls that she had wrapped around on her second belt. Uh, that is what these are. Um, the fortitude save doesn't matter because they're immune to that kind of stuff. Um, and then it is treated as a splash weapon because it is filled with tiny vermin inside of it that when bursted out bite and nip at the target so in this case they would just be fighting each other but it misses uh, and will still do a point of damage though because it's splash alright so it does one point of damage to this swarm where does it land uh, next up that, is yeah, no, we, gotta, we gotta roll a d20 oh, it's gonna be so I was aiming at this intersection technically the center of the swarm so it's gonna go first one this will be one and then clockwise from there so we want three three would be really good um a four is just fine not as good but not bad so one two three four is going to hit this intersection dealing damage just the swarm and after that, I will... Okay, alright, so... Five foot step back. We don't want swarms to be on two people at once. That's just dumb. Alright, so that was Aluna's turn. Next up, it is the sp- spider's turn. So that spider will, the guy right in front of him, uh, bite out at Miyabe uh, for a 16. Yep. Okay, so that's going to be three points of damage, and I need you to make another fortitude save. Okay. I... 20. All right. You are able to stave off the effects of this bite as well. Um, Now it is the swarm's turn. This could be really bad. It's going to move onto your square and its allies' square, I guess. Will it deal damage? Um, and it will do damage. Yes. No, no. It'll do not a d20 of damage. <laughs> um, minimum damage, one point of damage. Thank God. You and did that. make another fortitude save. I'm pretty sure if you succeed once, you're immune. Is it? I think so. No, right, I'm, I'm just I'm just making that up. <laughs> <laughs> the rules lawyer attempts to cheat because it doesn't stay on my templates. No, no it'll, 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 it'll specify. specify. It'll specify. If it's just like a, a poison okay. or something, so, that's not. Yeah. So that is going to fail, and eight is going to fail, and you will take two points of strength damage. Could you imagine like, if it did con damage? <laughs> That'd have been funny. 
Yeah, that would not be good. All right, so that was its turn. Next up is Abner. Uh. <laughs> oof. Ah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, Abner's gonna cast Mage Armor on himself, and uh, okay. just take a five foot step back. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, so that was Abner's turn. Top of round two is Krimit. I don't know if I should. Should we just try it, Jason? See what she says. <laughs> Might as well. Okay. Well, I have to do the change out anyway, so it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to do that. So I, I guess, Sarah, if I look at the. Um, the swarm. What size is the creatures? Would you say are they tiny or I don't know, five roll for that? Are you muted, Sarah? Yeah, she's muted. All right, I'm not muted. No, I'm not muted. Oh, just oh. wait for it. It'll all come at once, like triple speed. <laughs> you guys, you guys keep cutting out so bad for me. I have hardly any idea what you're saying, so I might have to drop out of Discord and get back in. Do we? Can you One tell moment. if they're small, tiny, or diminutive? Diminutive. I'll be right back. Very small. Immune to weapon. Right. Well, I guess that's the thing. Is I was looking up what some people are saying, and oh, immune to weapon you're, damage. You're saying because it's immune to weapon damage, it technically wouldn't work. Uh, like I could do it. I could do it on swarms that are tiny, but once you start getting into. Um, Finer diminutive, they're immune to weapon damage, which then wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> then technically, well, it's, yeah, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense because it's not like like you're making an attack roll, but it's it shouldn't. I don't know why they have it that way. It shouldn't be an attack. Well, so <laughs> the, I'll yeah, you do what you want. But for example, my sting chuck is technically a weapon, so technically it would be immune to its damage, but it's a splash weapon, which it's not. So, all right. Well, I'll just do what I was gonna do. I look ahead and, oh gosh, that looks terrifying. And I spend one grit point to do a change out on my gun. So Kermit takes a detachment off his weapon, reaches in his pouch, and puts another attachment on. So by doing so, I give my gun the scatter weapon quality. Um, it's a okay. full round action. I can't really do anything, so I'm just gonna stand there and just sw switch it out and. Hang tight, Biabi. Alrighty, so that was Kermit's turn, and next up is Miabe. He will make another attack. He's got no. spiders all over him, but he's gonna try to take out this spider. Please withdraw! <laughs> you need to tell him! He's a dog! He- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's not a sentient being! He'll only listen to you! It, it's somewhat true. I saw that dinosaur again. Amazing. Go get it. All right, let's see this roll. Really roll <laughs> well, a, dude. Here, you got to get great to hit now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. No. No, oh, that's no. not gonna do it. Um. Yeah, he knows that Aluna goes after him, so he should be safe to step back once. Okay. And that's his turn. Alrighty. 
next up is Aluna. She's gonna throw another sting chuck as she begs for uh, Miyabe to get further back. Um, uh, I don't want him to die. That's gonna be really bad. <laughs> A natural three. So you do well. I guess yeah. it depends. Roll a d8. Same same scenario. So we don't want a one, a two, two or three, eight. four, and five would be good. Oh, the worst. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the worst. What did you do? So go ahead and roll me a fortitude save. Jason. There's no reflex save for that one for splash damage. Oh, actually, yeah, there would be. Oh, that's right. So my swarm should have gotten a reflex save too. Uh, I guess technically, because so it does doesn't it do, play does on the item damage. that you wrote in. It doesn't say that, but it should, right? Because it's a splash weapon, right? I would imagine. I would say go ahead. Yeah. So, the yeah. first one would be a five, so that wouldn't have yeah, so, made it. So and the second one is a seventeen. That would have passed. I'm Plus, sure. Don't you still take... Half. Wait a minute. Half rounded down is zero. Minimum damage is one. But you don't take it. I don't know. I'm not in the mood to rules lawyer. I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> I feel like you don't... It doesn't say you get a save, so I feel like you don't get a save. That's possible. It is It is a weird item. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not like an alchemist bomb. Yeah, I'm not sure. So we'll just say that Alchemist you, Fire doesn't you take say you it. save either because, again, it's not an Alchemist Bomb, so it might just be Alchemist Bomb. I think it's bomb. just Alchemist Bombs. That might be the case. Because everything else only does one. Alchemist Bombs can do more. He passes the Fortitude save. Oh, I have to make a... F oh, wait. No. I don't know if No, you don't. Swarms, swarms are immune. I'm sure okay. they are. I don't know if we're positive, but I'm sure they're immune I... to being nauseated. Yeah, I would imagine... Absolutely, almost certainly, I think. And Aluna will move back. Okay, so Aluna moves back. Next up is the spider's turn. So this spider will. Oops, I can't get to you. Will make a move up to be next to Miyabe because he can't attack through the door. So Miyabe, you would get an attack of opportunity on it. Oh, please land this. Okay. Ooh, there we 15. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so max damage. Uh, the spider dies. Thank God. Hold up. He's Hold still... Up. Squish. Okay, okay, okay. So the 15s from before were not max, max damage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you have so, 2d6. The attacks that I've made so far was a 6 and a 5, a 5 and a 6, and then a 6 and a 6 on the die. How'd you get a 5 and a 6 and still end up with 15? I have strength damage now. Yeah, so. he took two points of strength damage, so he's minus one. You've been surprisingly consistent with your damage output. Yeah. Alright, next up then, since he's dead, is the swarm. Minimum damage, minimum damage, minimum damage. So, <laughs> they're going to flood through the doorway onto your square and do two points of damage. Get out of there, Miami! <laughs> And roll another four 
Well, no, because you're already poisoned, so... No, I gotta roll again. Yeah, they Oh, stack, that's true, because so. it stacks. Yeah. That's right. Okay. It's not my turn yet, so I haven't had to do a secondary save, correct? Right. And it actually, mechanically, it is... Oh, yeah, it is one per, one per round. Okay, yeah, it has not... No, it has. It has come through to your turn again, so you would... I guess... I, don't, I never know if I should do it on their turn or on your turn. I don't know. So, we'll just do it on their turn. So, I was mistaken, by the way, Sarah. Jace is correcting me. It appears the swarm might actually not be immune to nauseated, which doesn't actually matter, um, but those that are nauseated by the effect continue to take an additional point of damage. Um... So I guess they should roll, but that's up to you. Because it's each round they remain nauseated, so they'd get a save every round. Or take an additional point, basically. Or take an additional point of damage? Yeah. Because you're basically throwing a mini swarm onto this, so if it was a person, it would be like on them, still biting them, kind of thing. But I don't know if that's going to work like that. I have no idea, because I've never heard of these weapons before. So, a 15 on the Fortitude save? They're fine, so they don't take damage, so we don't have to worry about it. Okay. Alright. Um, Cat just jumped up here and messed up my camera. Great. I'll say, you're frozen on my screen. Yeah, that he just, like, vaulted up here and moved all my cords, so that probably broke stuff, which is fine. Uh, so... I guess the one fortitude passed and one failed, so... Um, so yeah, basically the way I'm thinking it is if you're doing the poison on their round, the first fortitude save would have been for that other one. Uh, okay. To get rid of that effect, and then this would have been for the, the bite this turn that they just moved on to me for, so... Okay, so you would have been cured the first time, and then you will take another damage this time. Uh, one point of strength damage this time. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at two, because roll 20 doesn't know how to calculate that differently. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so that was their turn. Next up is Abner's turn. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, yep. You got this. I got nothing. Burning uh, hands. Nope, not prepared. Uh, shoot. I... As much as my mage did not like taking a lot of evocation spells, I have slotted Burning Hand like every day. I don't know what we can do in this situation. It might be best for us to uh, expedite to a different location. And he'll take a five for the step. Okay. So you take a five-foot step, and next up it is Krimit's turn. Alright, give it a whirl. So I'm going to five-foot step, and I'm going to eat them. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, so I'm, 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 five foot step. Um, move action to load my pistol with pellets, 
and then I'm gonna scatter shot um, in this direction, so not to hit Miyabi. Okay. So this is what Jason and I were talking about because technically it's weapon, but it is a uh, scatter shot makes it an AOE. So theoretically, oh, if you're fine with that, I would roll an attack um, against the swarms. If it hits, then it's it's hitting all of them in the cone. Yeah. So basically, the argument is they made scatter weapons. You do an attack roll for each person in the area, so that you could still resolve against touch AC instead of making it a reflex and then creating a bit of a question uh, as to that. Some people say that it should work because it is an area effect. Other people say that it would not because you are in fact making an attack roll. It is a weapon attack and they are immune to all weapon attacks. So it's kind of conflicting. Logically, you'd think that an area of effect would be effective, but I guess rules as written, technically no. I see Rye here, though. Like, I think they should have made it a, a reflex save, personally. Don't bother about touch AC, just it's a reflex save. Um, but they decided not to do it that way for some well, reason. Well, I don't know any better. I'm doing it either way. So you just tell me. Because if, if I do it and it doesn't seem to work, then I'm... Yeah, but you're on your own. Could always roll the attack and see if it hits, and then if it don't hit, then we don't have to worry about it. That's... Yeah, let's we'll see what happens. Okay, so I'll roll. Uh, because it's scatter, I will get a minus two. So whatever I roll, Sarah, just it's minus two to that. Okay. Here's the roll. It is an eighteen on the die. After modifiers, it's going to be a sixteen. So unfortunately, it... that misses. It misses this touch AC. Oh, because I was oh, attacking. Oh yeah, it misses the touch AC. I was attacking the uh, big guy who had a lower AC. That's right. Yeah. So, yikes. I feel like some of the bullets would still hit a few of them just for flavor, but it doesn't do anything to, like, right. diminish the swarm at all. You somehow managed to kill none of them. I, my, my, I, I scatter shot somehow managed to miss all of them, like, that good. Yeah, but you, I mean, you get the sense that it it's not that it didn't work. You think it still could work. Right. You just have to roll better. But that was Krimit's turn. Next is Miyabe. Um, um, Aluna is, like, crying and begging for him to come back. Thanks, guys. See, here's Jason's the problem. just a suicidal player. Well, no, so. It's like, so before Miyabe wasn't leaving, Aluna was right behind him. Mm -hmm. So obviously he wasn't going to uh, leave her in the front. But what I wanted to do was I was going to just like step inside and close the door. But then they're just going to go after Krimit, who already took his turn. Uh, and doesn't really have the action economy to get away terribly easily. Uh, I... Be your protector. What would you rule about me trying to go over, pick him up, and carry him with me? Full check. <laughs> um... 
two move Cause, actions. Cause I can I can pick him up just fine. It would barely put me into my medium load. How far can you bull rush him? Do a CMB. I I would say that it would Yeah, I would say it would take a full round action to pick him up and move your your move speed. So pick him up and move or yeah, essentially two move actions to pick him up and move like your like 30 or 40 feet or whatever your your movement is so are you saying i could get to say here with, with him Grimmit. yes correct oh that's perfect okay i think that's what it, yeah. miabe would do yeah. and then he would put Krimit one square back like so he's still in the front so i shoot okay Oh man, I thought this would. Well, oh my goodness! <laughs> so I'm just stripped from my locale. All right, next up is Aluna. Oh man, you're telling me a 16 didn't hit? I'm rolling a, a flat d20 here, <laughs> <laughs> and a 16 didn't hit. I'm not feeling too confident about that. Um. But I am going to do one more chuck. One more sting chuck. Then we don't have to worry about this weapon until I make new ones. Okay. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, there are no heads in this fort for you to take and replenish your 18. Oh. An 18 will hit. All right. So it does three damage. Um, and go ahead. Well, it's an AoE, so it does four damage. That's correct. And go ahead and roll me a fortitude save. Okay. A 16? We'll pass. Okay. And I will move. Oh, shoot. I only have 20, not 30 feet movement. <gasps> <laughs> okay. This is about to be really bad, though. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move actually Yeah. Nah, she wouldn't know. I'm gonna go right now. Josh the player wanted to stagger us so that we wouldn't have all of us taking the swarm damage at once. <laughs> but Aluda, the real life character, uh, would not have that thought. Swarm is going to move up to Abner. That's good. It's just Abner, after all. And we'll do... Yeah. Uh, four points of damage and roll a fortitude save. Okay. Alright, you are going to take... Oh, not that much. Uh, two points of strength damage and I think Miyabe you get to roll another fortitude save because it's their turn yeah okay you're okay okay so that was their turn and now Abner it is your turn sir I hate to ask this because it might does this swarm have distraction oh yeah they do actually What does that mean? Uh, you so, have to roll a check. It's hard to cast spells. Well, 
I think it nauseates you if you fail. Yeah, so... Let's see. Oh, I way, to remember that. That about... way to remember that while they're on top of me, Jason. <laughs> Not the seven turns they were on you. Nope. Right when they're on top of Abner. Uh, does this swarm have distraction? <laughs> does it? Yeah, so... <laughs> so, roll me another fortitude save. One second. Do, 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 do. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Josh. Or Jason. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not the rules lawyer anymore, all right? All right. I'm, I'm fine with retroactively rolling some. Okay. You're okay. You're okay. So, Abner, it is your turn. Uh, once the rules of swarms and running away, do I have to full withdraw to not provoke? No, no. but you want. You mm. might want to anyway. But no. As in, you might want to move twice. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting. This is the first time this has actually happened. Yeah, like straight up, that's the first time that I've said that and actually meant it. That like I'm straight up peacing out. Yeah, um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is not presently available in. Wait, wait, guys, look at the experience we're leaving at the table. We can come back when we have alchemist fire. You can have it. Actually, <laughs> I'm already thinking if we could hit them from over here, like. Lure them to this and then just throw across the ten foot way. Bold of you to assume spiders don't have a climb speed. No. No climb speed. <laughs> He's really getting out of here. Abner's really getting out of here. <laughs> okay, so that was Abner's turn. Next it is Kermit's turn. Oh, I don't think there's much we could do. Let's go, guys. And he will move action in and then uh, ready in action to shut the door once the other two get through. Okay. Alright, next is Miyabe. Um, again, if I recall correctly, Aluna goes before the swarm, so it should be fine. Um, Miyabe will walk over to where that potion was and look at the Gripply and he will say in polyglotting in the well, if you will not be drinking this, I kind of need it back. Or, was, or, does, <laughs> or does he drink it already? What? What happened to you? You don't look so good. Did you meet somebody who is as tough as you are and is teaching you a lesson? There is a swarm of spiders. If they get in here, you might want to leave. And I technically can't drink the potion yet with the action economy, but I pick it up. Okay. Um, she'll look at you and say, I have something that might help against them if you apologized for hitting me in the head. I had thought that I already had apologized by offering this. No, I want you to say it. Then I apologize. I forgive you. She rolls sense motive to determine if you were being sincere. <laughs> And from her little backpack, she will pull out three vials of alchemist fire that she has been holding on to. Oh. <laughs> and then, uh, so, um, since um, Aluna comes, as soon as she gets through the door, I, I slam it shut. Yeah, I took my turn, Sarah. And I like, is it a push or pull door? 
Uh, this is going to be a push door because it opens inward, so you would push it shut. Oh, so I push it shut, and like you know, I think I'm cool, and I'm just like push holding my twenty nine pound body weight against the door. <laughs> like these little spiders might not crawl under it, but yeah, okay. no, I, I'm thinking the same thing too, Jace. What if they just they use their turn to get up to the door and start scratching at it and uh let's see <laughs> uh, they don't seem they thing. don't seem to have noticed abner on the other side as oh uh, you're right a now. much kinder dm than me 100 percent. i would have been like psych <laughs> I rolled a check for them, and it was bad, so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, this is why I'm evil. I wouldn't have even bothered with the check. Yeah, they see you. They smell you. <laughs> They're out for blood. Uh, I jump next in the well. up is Abner. I clearly jump in the well. I run back over here and close this door behind me. There, there is no door there. I knocked it down. Oh, my God. There's no door. There's no okay. door there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Wait, oh no! Did you I was mistaken. This is gonna go really, really. Oh, I don't no. realize it yet. Well, I, the way I was gonna envision this happening though too, they could like, like seep through the slits in the palisade, you know, and just materialize oh, on the other no. side. I was just thinking about that. Like a horror movie. Oh, that'd be so bad. Resident Evil stuff. Yeah, you like uh, close the door. Runs over here and closes this door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine that you close the door and your uh, DM's right. just like, yeah, that bought you a round, maybe. <laughs> a round. Uh. Ebner runs over here, uses his strength to unhinge the door, bring it over here, and put it in this <laughs> slot. Yes. yes. <laughs> Top of round five is Krimit. Oh. Do they seem to be coming down below the door? At the moment, not yet. Mm. Um, uh, guys, I'm not really sure what we should be doing right now. And, um, guess you'll just stand there holding the door like a boss. Hold the door! Alright, next is Spoilers. Miyabe. Okay, so Miyabe will drink that potion. Um, okay. So that's going to be a 1d8 plus 1. Oh, uh, I should have messed with Miyabe. This is the one that the lady had, so I had to roll a thing about being drunk or oh, something. Yeah. About no, she just about wanted that. us to tell her when we drank it. So that... Roll a d100. Should have taken advantage and been like a. Miyabe, I need that potion. But I hope it's polymorph drink it. Turn to a Gripply. Okay. <laughs> You're fine. It does the 1d8 of healing to you. Cool. Um, and then he will just move over to this door and somewhat block it. Which is you okay. heal for. Oh my gosh. Next up is Aluna gonna move over to here and uh yeah it'd be a move action I think to get it out I want to get my second outfit out of the uh bag and 
reaction drop, but not really. She wants to try to start like stuffing the cracks underneath so the spiders don't crawl through underneath. Um, so she's gonna start doing that. The action economy, I'm one short, but that's what she's doing. Okay. All right, it is their turn. And I will roll a thing just for fun. Yeah, for okay. fun. What a blast. <laughs> Who's having a good time? Show of hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves storms? Storms are your favorite. Uh, this is payback for those bees, thank, Jason. Thank you for those your... Bees that I was there, virus. too! That's not payback, that's just... No! I was there! benevolent with that fight. You Thoreau should have died. You were so benevolent. Okay, to be fair, though, you play it exactly like Kingmaker does. Swarms always attack living creatures for some reason. Up. Creatures. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, they really shouldn't. To be fair, so a lot of that you can see, You can see that there are starting to come through some spiders, but not the full force of the swarm yet. A diminutive creature could squeeze through a fine-sized gap. Hey, did anybody ask you? I guess Just technically saying. that's your job. Hey, does that swarm have, uh, does that swarm have uh, distraction? This freaking guy. This freaking guy. He's right, Oh, though. speak of that. Abner, can you roll me a fortitude save, please? Yeah. Most certainly. Fortitude, natural two, natural one. I know, but two rhymes. Fortitude. Yeah. So that's gonna be two points of strength damage. It's not like he needed that, anyways. Yeah. What happens if you get negative strength? You just fall over. Actually, it is gonna make a difference on your encumbrance. You might become encumbered. Oh, good thing I'm not carrying much weight. Now that I'm not carrying those steam chunks. St- sting chucks anymore. I finally am almost at a light load. Very nice. Uh, Justin, to answer your question, a character with a strength score of zero is too weak to move in any way and is unconscious. Ah, okay. That's what I figured. How close are you? Huh? Uh, I am halfway there. Whoa, 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 Okay. Uh, Krimit, it is your turn. Aluda, I don't think this is helping. And, um, Krimit will five foot step back. Um, spend an action to load, uh, more pellets. And then already in action, once the main part of the swarm comes through, I'll take a shot. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, next is Miyabe. So I envision Miyabe kind of having his, uh, kind of like the warrior side, the tactical warrior side uh, instincts coming to, to the forefront here. And so I think what he would do is he would direct everybody except for Kremit to take one of those alchemist fires, uh, since Kremit has something else that he's doing. 
And his idea is that as soon as they finally make it through that door or come around to the other door, we would all have readied actions to just throw all three of the alchemist fires and fire off the scatter shot all at once in like a big barrage to get as much as we could. Uh, so that would be what he would suggest, and he would take one of those and step over to this corner. Okay. That'll be his turn. <clears throat> okay, so did you hand out the others, or you just were thinking of handing them out? No, he just has the one. I imagine, like, he took one from her. Like, I could move around and grab one from her. Uh, I guess okay. if you want, I can she be can over there. She could throw one, instead. too, though. Yeah, she can throw one. I don't know. I have a 14 dex. I don't know if some if there's multiple people with a higher dex than me for throwing a weapon like that. Um, I'm guessing she would. I have 14 um, as well. Juif has a pretty good dexterity. If you want Juif to throw one too. Okay. So that's what Miyabe would say. He would say, Abda, take one of the alchemist fires that she has and get ready to throw it if they come in I will do the same Aluna stand back and that'll be his turn he'll just kind of give out orders do what you did before miss got it no (laughs) what about me a fraud (laughs) to see whether or not I live or die wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, really like that. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm trying, though. I'll get the impression down later. <laughs> it's a Luna's okay. turn next, right? Yes, sir. Um, she is going to uh, pick up her outfit, since that's obviously not working, and going to move back as she shouts out, Nice thought, Doc Ma! As she runs to the corner. Dakma for any polyglot speakers it is, is warrior. Their turn, and they're going to use their movement to, in full force, come streaming under the door into Krimit's space. They all get through. And Krimit, you hadn't readied an action, correct? I did. I ready to fire yeah. once the main swarm came through, so I'll just uh, do what um, Gabby told me to in this. So, yeah, classic. <laughs> well, first, first you'll take. Well, actually, I guess your action yeah. goes first, doesn't you know it? His action right will now. go first, and then did you use your okay. five foot step already? Yes. That's too bad. <laughs> okay, so you'll take three points of damage. And I need you to roll a fortitude save. Okay. And me, uh, nope. Abner, can you roll me another fortitude save? Me, Abner. Me, Abner. Me, Abner. Me, Abner. Me, Abner. Okay. So you are able to stave off the effects of this poison. Uh, and Krimit, I need you to roll me another fortitude save for the destruction. Ooh. Alright. You are going to be nauseated. 
initiated for one round. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> it's his job, okay? And this is bad because I'm notorious for forgetting the things. Only after so... he successfully evaded the swarm after being attacked <laughs> by it at least Wait. three or four times. Hold up, hold up. Why is he nauseated when he's not in the swarm? I am in the swarm. He is in the swarm. Oh, oh, oh Krimit is. I thought you were saying Abner was. So sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Krimit. Oh wait, you're right. Because be in wrong. Luna's reality, I am not in the swarm. Yeah, I'm actually here. <laughs> you're correct. Wow. How did you know? How did you I, know? You know? I saw this already. <laughs> the spirits told me. She was making her own reality. Uh, all right, I missed again. Right, so n- <laughs> Next is Abner's turn. I'm feeling slightly better. Uh, I suppose I will wait until uh, Krimit is out of the way before launching this here uh, incendiary device. You don't have to. I mean, I guess I could throw it like here and he would be okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, co- I'm totally joking. You absolutely <laughs> do want to wait because you can actually target the, the creature then. Because otherwise we'll just do splash if you're right. not targeting the center of it. Well, yeah. I recall a time when Aiden tried to get Orin to throw <laughs> Alchemist Fire while Nayari was like one point away from permadeath. I had but good reasoning. It's fine. I had good <laughs> reasoning. I love, it. I love it because he did. That is the best story ever was this whole scenario of Aiden being like, okay, if I throw this Alchemist Fire, we might be able to kill it. But, you know, Nayari's right there, so we, we definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's really risky. I'm going to five-foot step up. Get him, Oren. <laughs> what? <laughs> I explained myself, and it makes sense. We just wanted the splash damage. We didn't want to actually hit it. And if you threw it instead of me, we wouldn't have to worry about it accidentally hitting Nayari. Mm-hmm. It makes so sense. Will, uh, okay. I'll just ready, ready in action to throw the alchemist fire. Yeah. Okay, so you're ready for when Kremit moves out of the swarm? Yeah. Correct. Okay, and it is Kremit's turn. Uh, is it? Because yeah. his initiative he- order would have changed when he readied his action to go right before the swarm. Oh, the swarm, right. I yeah. forgot he did that. So, uh, so Miyabe and uh, Aluna will act first. Not that it matters, but... So, uh, it is now Zuif's turn, since she's entered the chat. Hi, um, Zuif. Welcome to the chat. Glad you rolled <laughs> high enough on your initiative. If you went after the swarm, that'd suck. <laughs> so, seeing her little frog pal still in the spider, she will also ready her throwing until he is out of the way. Out of the way. Uh, next is Miyabe. He will <clears throat> move over there and ready his action so that he's not in anybody else's way. Okay. I just picture this as Krimit's going to go diving off into the corner and then it's just like grenades. Oh. Like, <laughs> I For see the they're big enough. He's wanting to be out just of the like, room. Yeah. Literally, he's like gagging, turns up and sees them all lined up, cocked right through. He's like, I mean, oh no. The way I see this, this is an action movie, clearly. So it's going to do enough explosive damage that the frog's just going to go flying out of the room like a rocket. <laughs> 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 Uh, Alright, so that's Miyabe. Aluna, it's your turn. Um, I will delay. Okay. 
And now it is Krimit's turn. So the spells I have are helpful. Just because I'm not overly familiar, um, I mean, I should be from being blasted many times by Vendel, but where is their safe squares to stand with throwing? Currently, we're all on the top of them. <laughs> so your safe square is out of the room. <laughs> okay. I, so Krimit is like, you know, gagging. He's obviously not feeling good. He just looks up behind and sees everybody there ready to throw. It just doesn't know what to do. He just beelines it out with his single move action. You can do just, just like. Oh, yeah. No, Nazi can only do a single with, move with, uh, action. With Actually, yeah. here you're safe too. If you can, you shoot again or no? I do not know how big of explosion that is going to be. <laughs> well, I mean, mechanically, it's just going to be. That's true, though. That's true. Okay, so now in initiative order, Abner, your ready to action would kick off. Yeah. I think technically before Kermit's initiative. Or after? He'll move to uh, after Krimit's turn. Or before, right, I mean, so, before I misspoke. But it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, so Abner, you could go ahead and do your ranged touch attack. What is that? Uh, roll 1d20 plus your dex? Yes. Yes. Uh, dex plus base attack bonus. Plus but. base attack bonus. A 7 against our touch AC, we know for a fact, wait, is. Wait. Is that right? Did that roll right? One yeah, that rolled plus right. two. A seven yeah, will not so. hit. However, nobody can get hit by the splash damage except for them, so we can go ahead and skip that part of the step. They will take one point plus one and a half for the being a swarm of splash fire damage. Yeah, so just, just one point of damage. Yeah, because we round down in Pathfinder. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just realized that those spiders are multi-classed monk with evasion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if yeah. only they had evasion. If only they, if had, only evasion. they had evasion. That's an old one. That is old. <laughs> <laughs> that takes me back. Alright. So, that would be Abner's turn. Um, I think Zuif was next yeah. in readying, so she would go after Abner. So, let me see what her statistics are. You also get your BAB uh, on this, do you not? Yes. Oh, that's yes, actually not too bad. Your dexterity modifier plus your okay. base attack bonus. If you have point blank shot, that could apply. Correct. Um, and if you have the throw anything feat, you get a... Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think you get a one. Yeah. Point blank shot would apply. Throw anything, I think, gives you something. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me see. So... Did you get the damage from point blank, Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You would know from Vendo. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she missed by one. Oh, is that with or without point blank shot? Uh, she does not have point blank shot. Find Did out. she add a knife? Actually, no, she does. Oh my gosh, she does. Okay, <gasps> some archer. Oh, so she hits them. So she would do one d six plus one because point blank shot. Okay. And it would be plus fifty percent. Because she hit directly. If uh, she kills this thing, uh, Abner officially supports that she is allowed to keep the fort forever. It's now her fort. Well, we we, we have to split the experience by five now, though. We go back to the sheriff (laughs) of uh, Bryden's Hearth, and we're just like, yeah, so 
It's actually Zuif's fork now. Uh, we didn't find a yeah. breakthrough for it. That's a weird name. Never seen one of them before. <laughs> uh, and the swarm disperses. No way! Yeah. <laughs> yes fork. way! That's awesome. Would Niabe's alchemist fire still get thrown because he readied, or yeah, would it not get thrown? Yeah. Well, technically, it. it's semi simultaneous. Oh yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. Is it? It's just like. Well done. So that's another four points yeah. of damage. Oh no. Okay. I've been possessed by a spirit of Sarah. I did a random accent for no reason. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> oh. So, uh, Zuif will turn to you and say, That wasn't so bad. I don't know why you guys were so scared. Yeah, I want to ask, Zuif, how do you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> There's not really much, like, theater of the mind when you're just lobbing grenades. She just, <laughs> her, she she just kind of just tosses the sure, hand. Sure, sure the uh, <laughs> <laughs> just some... So, Kermit, like, staggers in. He's not nauseated anymore, but kind of, like, just still feels a little queasy and just kind of holds the door frame. Did you get him? <laughs> um, Miyabe, I think, would respond to Zuif and he would say, well, without bottled fire, it is much more difficult. Oh, and then he uh... would turn to Kermit and say, yes, I think so. Oh, that's good. I have to sit down for a second. Aluna offers a healing potion to Miyabe. Miyabe. So, I should say... Yeah, so um, I was about to ask, uh, experience for them, and if we get experience for uh, getting her down to half health. Probably we're dealing with it <laughs> non-violently, I would say. Non-violently. Well, no, you pretty, that was pretty violent, dude. Unfortunately, that's not a clause... Yeah, there's there's no clause for for her, but for them. What if we kill her? We don't get. Um, for that? Oh, I should say for surviving the the haunt in the other room, you earn a total of six hundred XP. Whoa. Holy, holy crap! The haunt? What the haunt? So, oh, Abner, do you want to explain? Oh, a you little mean bit? Abner? Abner gets six hundred XP. If you were doing individual XP leveling, stuff like that would get things wildly unbound. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, real <laughs> quick, do we want to explain a little bit of uh, lore about haunts, or just our characters don't know, so we don't get to know? Because I don't think Justin yeah, doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, haunts are a fun mechanic that. Very cool. um, Spoilers for Rise of the Rune Lords, if you're Major playing through Major spoilers that. for Rise of the Rune Major Lords. Major spoilers. But, um, pause for effect. You've had ten years. Get on it. <laughs> uh, in, book, in book two of Rise of the Rune Lords is when they introduced the haunt mechanic, uh, with Rune Lords being the first AP, and there's a lot of haunts in book two, um, in an area of book two. Uh, basically, haunts manifest when something really bad has happened to someone and, like, the residual uh, fear or terror or like torture that happens creates this like evil presence in a room or area so haunts typically um you get a perception check to notice that the haunt is manifesting and then a surprise round will kick in with the haunt acting at initiative 10 uh so you failed your perception check 
so you did not notice the haunt manifesting, so it automatically got its surprise round. Um, really, haunts are kind of a non-event if you have a cleric, because a cleric can channel positive energy, and that kind of makes haunts like a not a big deal. But if you don't have a cleric, haunts can be pretty bad. Um, so haunts will typically have some sort of effect. So in your case, it was you were going to stab yourself in the gut with this crossbow bolt and do 1d6 plus your strength and damage. Um, and then they, haunts also will have like a reset mechanic. So in this case, it will reset and it's a lot of time. I'm not going to tell you what that is, but it will reset. So you basically, you went through the haunt and then it will be dormant until it resets. So what um, I hear you saying is we could earn 600 XP repetitively. <laughs> <laughs> we just found ourselves an XP farm. Ay, ay, ay. That was easy. That was uh, easy. Oh, let's do I'm going to put the kibosh on that and say a big fat nope. Well, <laughs> just stick out here for a couple months and we'll be 20 or level. <laughs> <laughs> this is like in all of the isekai when they just farm slimes. <laughs> just yeah. farm this haunt over and over. Yep. Man, um, I, I really want to be higher level because there's there's cooler stuff shamans or my shaman will be able to do with haunts and that kind of thing. Um, just not yet. Just not that yet. is yeah. cool though. That is a cool but way. there is like you can like destroy the haunt. So even yeah. channeling positive energy might not necessarily destroy it, but you can put it to rest by doing certain something. Yeah, I can't. Which quite is remember. usually hard to it's not uh, a soul, determine. Right? It's not a soul. It's not like a ghost. It's like just a ma a personification almost of yeah. negative energy and feelings. Right, yeah. So in this case, like you could destroy this haunt from this room by doing something, but you just don't Let's know have what a it seance. is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so for defeating or for surviving the haunt, you earn a 600 XP. For defeating the giant spider challenge rating 1, you get 400 XP. And for defeating the spider swarm challenge rating 1, you get 400 XP. Ooh. Ooh. I think that's... Is that, that's not quite enough. What's that uh, going to put us each? Did you give... You gave... Those were three numbers just then? Did I miss one of those? 600, 400, and 400. Oh, so you were just repeating the haunt again? Yeah, sorry, I was okay. repeating the haunt. I was confused because mm -hmm. I heard another one, and I was like, it should only be for the swarm and the spider. Yep. No, I was just cumulatively so that I don't miss anything. So 644, you said? Yes, correct. So with that 600, okay. Abner should be level 2, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, that puts us at, we are currently at 1050. And to level up, you need to hit what? 2,000. 2,000. Half, halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to, I wanted to say something. You guys were talking about haunts. The uh, the skeletons in Gristledown were a haunt. Oh. oh. And you may or may not have done what needed to be done. Uh, so they oh. may or may not be back in 1d4 days. I think burying them and having a funeral, I think that counts think? as... But did like, we bury them or did we burn them? You buried them. Wait, oh. you would think, because the book even says if they're given a proper burial, that they get rewarded with the the owl thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll just tell you, because it's never going to come up, but even if destroyed with positive energy or holy water, the skeletons here continue to reform 1d4 days after being destroyed until their skins, now hanging in Scarvinius's hut, are destroyed. 
Oh, you have to go all the way to Red Jaw and get those skins and destroy them? Oh, that's their skins. Those are the flake. I didn't make that connection yep. until you just said that it. That tent is, oh. uh, it is made of Gristledown. Oh. Kieran's going to be like, hey, guys, I think I need to <laughs> take these skins at this camp and, uh, and destroy them. The person who is not with us. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> so when you said dream. we were done with book one, you lied. We still could have gone back and put those haunts to rest. Hey, I don't know about you guys, but there's a whole heck of a lot of hex map that needs to be explored. So I think now that we destroyed the camp, we need to do some exploration. We still have to fight Scab Vinius. I think during that oh, week right. of downtime, we can just reveal the rest of the map, probably. There's nothing else on the map to reveal. It's just, you have a map in your uh, journal that's the whole map, so. Okay. Okay. So I see Kermit is moving into this room. So... Uh, I think I read the flavor text for it, but just to go through that again, there's a bookshelf that lies face down in the northwestern corner, partially concealing a trapdoor beneath. In the opposite corner is a large bed with a noticeable bump, which you can now tell there is still a bump under there, but it's not as large as it was before. Uh, a small table with two chairs sits in the southwest corner. Doors exit to the north and west. I pull the sheets down to reveal the probably body bump yes so you can see if you pull off the the covers of this bed there is a lumpy mass on the bed that is hardly recognizable another swarm ah! surprise surprise another swarm surprise everyone it's another swarm do we i look around the room do we find a key by chance Okay, so if you take 10 around this room, um, so on the body, you would find a note. What is the body? Is it discernible what race it is? It's not discernible, um, but judging from, like, looking around this room and the knowledge that you have of the fort so far, this is a big bedroom, and you would imagine that maybe this was where the commander stayed the commander's room yeah. um and i don't think i mentioned this but adela would have told you that the commander of this fort was a good friend of hers named marcus pandelion um i'll type that in the chat from what from what pandelion i can ascertain he was he is dead and gone by spiders wait she said his he was a good friend of hers <laughs> he is a good friend of hers Oh, I think she's suspicious. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> that's really good. That's really she good. Said, that's that's kind of like Murder, She Wrote level. That's great. You can't um, get those things past Miyabe. Uh-uh. Yes. <laughs> so you can tell that this um, this body has been desiccated, basically due to the, all of the spiders. Uh Looking at the corpse, though, you can see that there are remnants of uh, studded leather armor, masterwork studded leather armor, and there is a silver dagger that's in uh, what remains of a boot, um, which you'd be able to look at and tell that that's also masterwork. Um, if you were to reach in your hands into, like, the goop, you'd be able to find a small pouch that has 126 silver pieces and two keys. That's gross. That sounds like something Abner would do. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, uh... Abner goes into the goop. <laughs> He's rummaging around. Does he find a skull? Is there a skull left? Or is this one headless as well? Um, this one has a head. You do find skulls, though, from the remains of uh, Luna's weird weapons. So he's going to look at a Luna and be like, Any interest in these? How m- are there a couple of skulls? There are indeed a couple of skulls. Yeah, I'll take three of them. <laughs> I mean, she will. I-, I will give you three skulls, madam. And he, <laughs> he picked up the skulls and gives them to her. Um, um, Aluna, with your with your heel check, you would find that lodged in one of the ribs on this mass is an obsidian shard. Uh, looking at it, it looks to be too large to be the spear point of, like, a small weapon. It looks like it was the spear point of a medium-sized weapon. Obsidian shard, does that hold any regional significance to me? Is there, like, a tribe? I think it's just... Just obsidian, or just... No, it's just a typical... Yeah. Spearhead. Oh, do we have an, uh, the, the... Probably not. Inventory Did tracker? You... Is somebody tracking inventory? Am I in charge of that for this one? You can. I don't uh, I've got... I'm doing the XP, um... I wasn't really... I was only paying attention to anything that Miyabe himself might pick up. Same. Yeah, how many silver pieces? Because that'd be probably the only thing Abner would care about. Uh, 126. If you don't mind taking that roll, though, uh, we can absolutely trust you to do that. <laughs> yeah, if somebody wants to track the yeah, inventory... Give the capitalists the, the inventory. <laughs> yeah, nah. Fuck it, go wrong. I think it could go wrong. I think it fits. And uh, you said that the masterwork studded leather was medium or small sized? Medium. That's on okay. the the corpse of the commander. Yeah, give me a uh, second. I'll track it. <sighs> Miyabe. Then, oh, go ahead. I was going to say Miyabe would look over and he would see the armor, and he would look to the others and he would say, "I do not think that men needs that armor anymore. Do any of you hold interest in it?" All yours, and that is mildly disgusting. Miyabe will. You may want to wash to take, it first. He'll start to take the uh, masterwork set of leather armor off of the body, and oh. uh, he'll kind of go out to the walkway a bit, and he'll just kind of like leave it like, in the rain. Start, no, he'll just start like flicking it back and forth, kind of like you do a rug. And just, <laughs> yeah, and he's just doing that to get stuff off of it, and then. He'll take his hide armor off and put the masterwork leather armor on. Um, did you say there was a silver dagger in there? Mm-hmm. Yep, a masterwork silver dagger. Would well, anybody mind if I... Well? Well, Krimit, if you want that dagger, by all means, have at it. Uh, bye. I don't really use mine, and uh, I, I I don't know how I feel about taking the dead person's things. Well, they certainly aren't going to use them. I have no squabbles about it, <laughs> and, and Abner will pick up the dagger. <laughs> um, And then you also, on this body, find a note that is written in common, which I have put in your journals as handout number one. How dare you. How dare you? So if somebody wants to read that... 
We no longer let humans ruin river. Exclamation point. Leave Songo lands or we kill again. Is it Cashel tribe? Who, who's the yeah. Cashel tribe? Um, anyone who has knowledge local? Nope. Yes. Roll me that knowledge local. It's weird that you can roll knowledge local as if you know everything that happens here, even though we just got here. Yeah, right. knowledge local is weird. Well, to I, be fair, I, though, thankfully there is an in-universe reason for why Aluna might have random bits of local knowledge. So, um, so Aluna, you would recognize that the Kashil tribe is the name of a halfling tribe that's part of the greater Songo. And the Songo knowledge geography, which she would totally know. Yeah, I've been growing up in the Milwaukee Expanse. Is uh, like a southern jungle part of the region, or something like that. Um, it's as, just as this. The... Yeah, it's a traveling group of halflings that just kind of similar to the Basso. Yeah. But they are more in Sargava, uh, like the woodland, forest, jungle areas. Gosh, so there was there's halflings running around and lizard folk and. What's going on here? Oh, no. Uh, everyone make a perception check Josh as you're Allen searching around this room. He's conflicted because he feels like the tribe might not be in the wrong, <laughs> depending. Yeah, that seems about right. I win. Haha, <laughs> I still win. You still win. I can't do it. <laughs> So as Abner is counting his change and as Aluna is kind of looking over this body, uh, Miyabe and Krimit, you hear a noise coming from where what you think is the trap door that this bookcase has fallen on. It almost sounds like a voice. Wait, what? Yeah. What trap door? Miyabe. Uh, so there is a right here this trapdoor there's no bookcase but basically like where you would think there would be like a the, the way a down. ladder down yeah. yeah but it's currently bar- blockaded or barricaded by a bookcase that has fallen over on top of it I kind of Miyabi do you hear that Miyabi holds up his hands his one hand to the other's and he says yes I hear voices coming from below can we understand what language it is or is it just more sounds um let's see I wasn't going to drink the potion I was given but uh, I think he would assuming that he might get into another fight so I drink that other potion <laughs> everybody <laughs> quickly buff <laughs> you weren't you weren't gonna drink it well yeah because I, th- I figured Miyabe was gonna be like well if we're not gonna get a fight, I'll just give it back to her and I'll rest and I'll be fine but if, if he thinks that he might get into another fight, he'll be like, no, I probably it's should It's so stay alive. funny that you did that, because I almost was gonna have Aluna be more motherly and, like, force him to almost drink it, but I said, nah, I don't want to play his character, but I had that thought, because I thought he might do that, and save it to give it back to Aluna. <laughs> Two hours. Yeah. So, at first, neither of you can understand if there was specific words being said, neither of you can understand what was being said. Um, if you kind of wait for a little bit longer, you can 
hear it again, and it's very, very faint. Um, and this time, Miyabe, you can hear in Polyglot, some someone say something that sounds like, Help. So that's all you need to tell Miyabe to get him to do it. Miyabe instantly rips the trap door <laughs> off of the hinges <laughs> and just jumps down in a in a moment. Two points uh, of I say two points of bludgeoning damage <laughs> yeah. to Abner as he just rips it off like the Hulk. And then Abner goes unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, he goes down there right away. Okay. So it's gonna take you like a a little bit just to get the bookshelf up, and then wrench the trap door open. And uh, once you get the trap door open, you do see that there was there's a ladder that descends down into He's not using darkness. The ladder. He's jumping. Yeah, he's jumping. Gonna give chase. <laughs> Okay, so down directly below you is another 20 foot by 20 foot room. Uh, Boxes and barrels line the sides of this dark wooden room. Um, And then there's the ladder that ascends uh, down 15 feet into this room. That's a good image, though. Miyabe, like, jumping down. And I see Luna doing, like, that fireman's, like, you go down a ladder by holding the edges and just sliding down. She has so many splinters. Yeah, she's so she, many splinters. Yeah, no, she's it's fine. She's you can't see it in the picture, but she's wearing gloves. It's fine. <laughs> ah, ah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. Let me. So you see, as you jump down, you look around, you see a bunch of boxes and crates and things. But what stands out to you is a small figure that is leaned up against one of the crates and as you jump down with a flourish this creature um, all of a sudden like makes a quick movement with a dagger and like waves it out at you and says something in a language that you don't understand and Um, this creature looks like this do I hear any of this? Uh, not at the present, but you now see that Miyabe has just full on like flung open this door and dropped down into the darkness. Okay. I mean, so Abner will follow at some point. It okay. is officially darkness down in here. Yes. I'll okay. cast dancing lights. Miyabe will hold up his hand and he will say, "Hold." I do not know who you are, but we are not here to fight. If you do not wish to fight. Uh, what language are you speaking? Polyglot, because that's what he heard before. Okay. Uh, roll me a diplomacy check. <laughs> are you sure you want that? Four, <laughs> four globules of a soul-like pale blue light emanate from each of these corners. Okay. So, basically, what this... Can I roll <laughs> what this? I was going to ask. Sure. It's not going to make a difference. Okay, yeah, so you me, made... To my flavor. <laughs> so, you said there's blue light that is coming down here now? Yeah, it's like a pale blue, white light-ish kind of thing. Like, uh, think okay. of uh, LED with that blue tint to it. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So basically this creature sees (laughs) this enormous giant man 
jump down with like eerie blue light coming from behind him like spreading out into this room and he like waves his dagger at you and says in polyglot stay away stay away from me and he's just like you can tell he's rough like he's very rough so I mean you think that there's no way that he's gonna hurt you really but he's Um, scared Miyabe looks at the now empty uh, cure light wounds potion in his hand and he just kind of throws it on the ground because it's now useless and it probably would have been more useful in this situation but he was afraid he'd get into a fight Um, and he will uh, he will probably just step back here so that he can get a vantage point looking upwards so he can see Aluna and he will say Aluna there is someone here when she comes down she'll say don't worry the man Abe here he will not hurt you as she walks into the room what is your name boy I do not trust you did you come here with them uh, she kind of looks to me Abe I do not know who them is who do you mean with the lizard folk are you working with them she not she shakes her head no yeah she nods yeah yeah that's, <laughs> yeah that's us prepare to die yeah, fool yeah. that's us um Miyabe would also say he'd say we are here from a nearby settlement they wanted us to check on this fort they had not heard anything in some time you are outsiders then yes you are as good as they are you are still alive so I should think that is not the case I shouldn't be alive I should have been killed it was only a fluke that I ended up here Do you know if there are any others here? I do not know. The rest of my my party, I think, is dead. I have been here for days. I do not know. I cannot remember. It has been so long. Do you do you have water? Lena will pull. She's got a water skin. I actually have one in my inventory sheet, even. And it weighed four pounds because it was full. So she'll pull one out and walk towards him and offer it. Okay, he will like greedily drink down as much water as he can and it just spills out over his face, all over his clothes. Um, he'll kind of lean back. I Thank you. I I thought I was going to die here. Kermit like pokes his head out and kind of like looking down. Let's let's go down down there. She leans against uh, this crate. By the way, just takes a step back. Miyabe will respond to Kermit. He'll say, "There is a survivor here," and then he'll turn to the 
the guy, and he'll say, His fort is weak until most of this fort has been cleared, except for a few places. You could leave if you wanted. When you say cleared, do you mean there is no one left? I do not know. There has not been any in the places that we have been. I want to go home, but my village is very far. I, I am afraid to go alone. <laughs> oh no! I, no, I'm not gonna say. I for me wanted to say, well, good luck with that. Miyabe <laughs> um, is about to walk yeah. ten miles just to get this guy home. <laughs> I would walk <laughs> Bitch, it's more than ten miles. Yeah. Um, are there doors in here? Like, Mm-mm. nope. It's just the ladder going up. Okay. This is like a storeroom, which is why he couldn't get out. The bookshelf had fallen on the door and he couldn't get out. So the fog of war on the walls is just... Oh, I guess I could get rid of that. It's just like underneath so... the parapet. Gotcha. Okay. So did... Uh, I guess I'll look up... Uh, look up Abner. So do you have those keys? Oh, uh, yes, sir, I do. We could uh, travel back to your little friend there and see if these work on her chest. Sure. All right, so me and Kremit go skipping back across the parapet towards, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Zuif. Zuif. There you go. Okay. All right, so while they're having this conversation, you will scamper back over to Zuif. Um, and you try one of the keys, and indeed, it does open this lockbox. Success! Um, <laughs> and inside, you can see the treasures that she has gathered. So, she has a scattering of golden coins. Um, she has what looks to be a silver holy symbol. Um, neither of you have knowledge religion, do you? Okay. So... That one, you're not sure who the holy symbol belongs to. Uh, Abner, you know it's not Ab- uh, Abadar. Right. Kermit, um, you don't worship any deities, do you? Booney. Huh? What, what was that you cut out? No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, you see there is a flatware setting. Um and three bottles of something and two tanglefoot bags and a thunderstone. Actually, I'll just tell you three bottles of acid because it's not magical. Um, Abner, roll me an appraise on the the holy symbol in the flatware setting. Do you want two rolls? Sure, go for it. Okay. So, looking at the holy symbol, you're not able to ascertain how much that's worth. It would help if you knew who the holy symbol was for. But the flatware setting as a set is worth 20 gold pieces. It's a heck of a flatware set. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, So, that's what was inside her box of treasures. 
Looks like you got some fine trinkets there. These are my most prized possessions that I found while I was scouting out my new home. Well, you better not lose that key. Otherwise, it would not be fun to not be able to open that back up. Well, you helped you helped Zuif when the tall folk were going to kill her. Would you like one of Zuif's treasures? I mean, they're yours, but if you want to give me a gift, I wouldn't say no. Which which of them would you like? Oh, he just peeks through them. What's the Thunderstone? I don't even know what that is. It's basically an alchemical item that you can throw and give um, a, negative a penalty on initiative. And it just causes like a loud sound. Yeah, it's kind of dodgy how it works because the definite effect normally doesn't matter. And technically, most DMs, whenever you make an attack, you roll initiative. So by the time the thunderstone would actually strike, it doesn't matter anymore. But that's whatever. That's neither here nor there. Oh, I I don't know. Surprise me. And he kind of like covers his eyes and pulls out his hand. All right. So let me see. I will. Shut you a dead squirrel. So she pulls out the holy symbol and she says, This is real shiny. You can have this one. Oh, thank you. Abner, do you know who this is or what this is? No, sir, I do not. Well, thank you, Zuif. Appreciate it. I handed Abner. Here, sir, you have deep pockets. I do indeed. He'll stuff it in his pocket. <laughs> so Kermit's going to look around. Is there a, a a door then that leads down for this one too? In this area yes. we're in? Yep. So there is a ladder here. Zuif, have you gone down this these stairs? Ladder. Yes, Zuif went down there, but there wasn't anything there that Zuif wanted. Okay. Well, I'll take a look though. Okay. <laughs> so he opens that and takes, just kind of like opens it, looks real quick as best he can, and then hops down. Where? Okay. Where are we going? Uh, I'm going down to the bottom of this one. She, there's nothing that up. she wants, but You're end up over here. Yeah, yeah. might not be. Oh, yep. Still might be something we need or clues or something. Yeah, we never um, searched that bottom room. Mm-mm, not yet. So I can see it here. Uh, down. This room, when you pop down again, it's just like the others, 20 foot by 20 foot. Uh, three beds lie along most of the northern wall of this wooden chamber. A large wooden trunk along the eastern wall is opened, exposing haphazardly tossed clothing. The odor of spoiled meat wafts out from under the clothing. A cabinet runs across the southeastern walls, and a ladder ascends to the only exit. So, you would see this and I can get rid of this fog of war fortitude what smells um, old meat the old meat that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> um so Kermit if you're down here looking around um you can tell that this was 
one of the personal quarters of this fort, the other one being diagonally across the courtyard. Um, it looks like there is a body that's in the trunk that's been hastily covered with these clothes. Um, if you look at it, you can blatantly see that it has been maimed with scratchings that look like it came from claw marks and its left shoulder has a huge chunk missing out of it. Um, looking around this room more closely, <laughs> you do find a large fragrant package um, that's on one of the tables. And on it is a note that says, Quinn, please drop these off with Harry. Make sure she pays you up front for them and tell her I'll have more red fern soon. And you can so, gather that this is a package of dried herbs. Is that one of our um, side quests? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so there's a question mark above it? Got it. Pick it up. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's lined with gold. Yeah, just see if you wanted to find So you that. know it's a quest. Right, uh, hold, hold X to interact. Got it. All right. Um, I pick it up and look around. and So the the body, I mean, I rolled a crappy heel check, but does it look like it was lizard folk? It's hard to tell. It doesn't look like a human did it, but it could have been a wild animal. It could have been anything that has But it was claws. covered, though, right? Yeah, it was buried, partially buried under, like, clothes that were in this trunk. Also, do that. Is it a halfling? No, it's a male human. I just climb back out, and I guess I slide the package up and climb out. Abner, I I think this is one of the things that we were looking for for somebody in town. Oh yeah, it looks to be a, a package of alchemical leaves. I think that funny little halfling. Woman might be interested in those. Might I as well bet take she them with would it. be. One pack of alchemical leaves. So I'm thinking for Miyabe, where his headspace is, is like once he's determined pretty confidently that this guy down here is really in no shape to be a threat, um, I think what he would probably want to do is because he's not the best at like talking to people mm -hmm. uh, people tend to be on edge when he's around <laughs> so he'd probably want to head up like leave Aluna to talk to this guy calm him down and head up and start going into the room in the courtyard that we didn't go to to try to clear out the rest of this place see if there's any other survivors like this guy etc okay so Miyabe you're gonna go back up the ladder and then around the parapets and then eventually down I figure he could probably just drop down from where from the gate up above. is okay alright that's fair and Aluna are you staying here yeah she's gonna stick with the guy ask him to tell a story you know keep tabs on him but we can go to this scene first if you want um, well, it'll be easier just to stick with him. So he would tell you, he says, My name is Mudzuzi. Uh, my band of hunters encountered a raiding party of lizard folk nine days ago, and we fled 
away, hoping to find safety from them. We came to this fort and we asked the tall folk to take us and to hide us from this raiding party. They found us here and they killed most of us. Unfortunately, none of them could understand our language. So he's a halfling, right? Yeah. So I mean, can't you tell? He looks like a little little halfling. So you almost said Hobbit. He's still taller than me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So he's saying that basically they were fleeing the lizard folk and came to this Sargavan. This is a Sargavan outpost, basically, right? The fort breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and sought refuge. And yep. As a consequence, everyone died. Yeah, basically. And you would know that it was, it would take a great effort for, I mean, you were able to identify the Songo before. It would take great effort for them to ask for help from the outsiders. They typically keep themselves mostly isolated from the outside. And for them to openly ask for assistance, something dire must have been happening. And um, the people here didn't speak polyglot or halfling, so they couldn't communicate. And before they were able to figure out what was going on, they were attacked. So it was basically a surprise attack on this fort, and none of the people were prepared. Wow. She's kind of like stunned silence. Like, what do you say to that? Um, She just... I am sorry for your loss. And just sits there quietly as he regains his strength. Hands back the water and uh, just waits to see if he has anything else he wants to say. He's mostly quiet. Um, Looking around, you can see that it was probably fortunate that he got stuck in this room because this is where they kept the rations. Mm -hmm. So you can see there are several crates worth of food, like good food that's still here. So he was able to nibble on some of it. Um, But there's still probably like a hundred gold worth of rations here. Um, But there's just no water. So he was very dehydrated and fatigued. Um, He would tell you that he heard noises up above. Um, He was afraid of what was coming from up above. And you would gather that really the only occupant here was Zuif or the spiders. Yeah. So it could have been he was either hearing either one of those, but he basically didn't sleep very well for about a week because he was afraid of someone finding him that was hostile. He didn't realize that the lizard folk had died. He thought that they would go through and trash the place. So which essentially they did, but how do you pronounce the tribe name Mudzuzi? That's his name. His name is Mudzuzi. And he's from the Songo, and their village is the Kashio. So, um, okay. he would tell you he's looking to get to his village, Kashil at the north. Does she know where that is? No. Okay. 
I do not know where that is. But Songo, when you are ready, we will take you home. And she'll go and just wait by the ladder for him to move of his own accord and then walk with him out. Okay. I'm sorry. It well, takes him a Sorry. Songo. Uh... Okay, so, yeah, so I had it wrong. So the Song O is the entire tribe, and then Kashil is the village. Mm-hmm. So the letter that we found feasibly is from his village. Yes. Uh, if we want to go back to handout one, blow that up for the... Uh... So that will be mildly awkward if you take him, guys, there. Yeah, we'll we'll discover that when we go back to it. Well, it's leave Songo lands, the Kashil tribe. Huh. And that's where he said he was from? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll press him on that later. I doubt she's got the handout on her anyway. Okay. So he will follow you up eventually. It takes him a while. Yeah, and she's patient He's... for it the whole time through. And he like is very jumpy, so any sound, I mean it's still con the whole time, but he's still very jumpy. She's just sitting there at the base of the ladder, you know, kinda of arm crossed in a relaxed posture, just waiting for him to be emotionally prepared to go. And like I said, she she's not irritated by any of his hesitation or his jumpiness. She's sympathetic. Okay. Alright, yep, he will eventually follow you up. Um, and then she will find Miyabe and leave the reconvene with the group somewhere. Yeah! Probably don't want to take him to the one tower where there's all the stabby stabby. Correct. <laughs> she, she knows... So how is she getting down with him? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. The only place that I can think to take him, take her, take him right now is where we found what's her face. So she's just gonna go over there and wait. Cause conceivably there was a trap door in this room. Conceivably, right? Yes. Yep. So there was a ladder that went down here. So conceivably we could go she could take him that way. So she's going to go right around. She can't jump that gap anyway. Okay. So you're going to take him down this trapdoor? Yeah, reconvene with um Abner and uh Zuif and with Krimit. Talk to them. See what they don't know, and then go that way back to Miyabe. Okay. Abner will say hello in halfling. He'll say hello in halfling back. Cool. I really now wish I, I don't knew. know what's going on. <laughs> I wish I knew like what these languages sounded like. Sounded like, like is it wrong that I think it sounds like high pitched? No. I mean it can be whatever we want it to be. I don't think they say Yeah. Um, I think the only one that we get a little bit of insight into happens to be common, which is actually Taldane, which is pretty darn close 
to technically supposed to be whatever your common regional dialect is, but since it's published in America, a lot of people just think it's a, an American accent. But, American. American. Um, but otherwise, there's not a whole lot of like lore confirmed ways that people speak. But it is true that regional dialects exist, and there's a couple of plot hooks where you can like latch on and learn, discover where someone's from based on their accent, that kind of thing. But that's why we have fan-made material, like the lore videos, which I think are really good, by Tower of Tomes. I think his accent's pretty spot-on for some of the regions. Okay, so you guys are reconvening and going down the trapdoor in that one kind of meeting room. Well, she's gonna kind of go ahead first, and kind of okay. uh, put that body to rest, and uh, kind of try to discreetly take care of it um, and cover it. I don't think I have a blanket but she'll look around for something in this room as she was going through to cover it up. <laughs> Tosses it over the wall. <laughs> you know what? That's good. I mean, That's good. Couple of, couple of halfling bodies just eh. <laughs> Well, that's done. Thank you, Sarah, for adding the carnage. Appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm now gonna cover it up. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh so you you cover it up with a blanket or something or a sheet or whatever you find. Okay. Ah. And then go back. Obviously, once it's all covered up and taken care of, and then guide them back down to the room where Miyabe is. Well, it's funny that you say that because this trap door. Leads you to a room that you haven't been to yet. Oh. Oh. So are you going this trap door, or are you going well, this trap door? She'll look down at then, and it. she'll shout out for Miyabe. And if she doesn't hear him or see him down there, then she won't yet. I mean, I don't know how much progress Miyabe's been able to make at this point. Right, that's why. Okay, so Miyabe was going this direction as well? Yeah, he was down there. Yeah, he was going to go in from the courtyard. Okay. So that room, um, you try the door there, and that is unlocked. And as you open it, you can see broken halves of a large table lie askew in the center of this room. Half a dozen four-foot-long spears protrude from one half of the table, and brown blood stains mar the floor. A basic map of the region covers most of one wall, hanging next to a picture of an austere-looking man. So, you would be able to see this room. And I should also point out that um, I didn't mention this last time when we saw it, but the area here um, has a bunch of dead animals. Oh. So, there are two goats and four pigs that lie slain. And I'm assuming that, you know, in post that Aluna would have done a heel check just basically looking at them. It's not a heart DC. You would have found that they were also made by, or they were killed by claw marks and wounds across them, and it looks like something has been snacking on them. Okay. Yeah, we will walk over to the other door and open that one as well. Okay, are you, like, looking around this room at all, or are you going straight through? He, I'm not going to take 20, but he'd have, like, a a nine perception check. Okay. 
So we'll say that it's just a cursory glance as you go through. You're not really paying attention to anything that's in there. Not at the moment. Um, so this next room, uh, you can see shelves bedeck the walls of this square room. A solid stone slab sits atop. Sorry, I'm getting swarmed by cats. Sit atop a waist-high counter at the northern edge of the room covered with spoiled vegetables and rotting hunks of meat. A wooden door exits to the east while a wooden ladder ascends 15 feet to the second floor. Uh, oh, sorry. This place smells like spoiled meat. Where's my tool? I can't select it. Guys, seriously, stop. Alright. I'm sorry. If you insist. <laughs> I have one cat behind my computer and the other is batting at him from up above. So you would look at this and this looks to be mostly a kitchen. Okay. So when whenever um Aluna gets to the top there, he would see her and he would basically just respond that as far as you can tell it's safe, he doesn't see anything. Um and then at that point he would then go back through these two rooms with a a more close eye now that he knows that there's not anything to worry about in either of them. Well, it's funny that you should say that, because as you stand there, oh, there speaking up to Aluna, um, roll me a perception check. Another There's hunt. a lizard a hiding behind one of the tables. 19. Do I get a perception, Sne too? I'm there. I'm there, technically. Sneaky lizards. Hold on. Let me do a thing. Stinking lizards. Um... No, Miyabe hears this because he's actually in the room. Actually, he doesn't hear this. But bursting out from the cabinets are four creatures. And we will go over that next week. Four halfling creatures? Four creatures. No, kind of creatures? four creatures that we will announce next week and roll initiative. Scaly lizard creatures? They're some of Jason's favorite creatures. Oh, what? Like Jason IRL loves these creatures. Cats? N no, I'm being sarcastic. Dogs. Hellhounds. Nope. Biters. Hellhounds hiding in cupboards. Hey, man, I've, would... seen, I've seen weirder in this game, to be That'd fair. Be, oh. That would be odd. <laughs> Is it a human? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> That said, not wrong, though. <laughs> thank you everyone who tuned into the stream today. Do be sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, also on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else you find podcasts. This has been the Maliadly Heroic Podcast, Heart of Darkness. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great one. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did. If you'd like to watch these sessions performed live, be sure to find us on YouTube. Or follow us on Twitter at MildlyHeroic. Heroic.